You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to Hello Sport Podcast. I'm unqualified opinion and unwavering bias here on a Monday. I believe it is the 19th of July uh, after another large week of sport. Joining me as always is a man dressed head to toe in a tan tracksuit pant and jumper combo. Edward Simpson, how are you? Feeling great. Like... If, there is, if there's one thing I'll say about lockdown, it's that it keeps me fresh. Okay. Why? Well, because usually I've had huge weekends and I come oh, in here okay, and I yeah. fucking feel like someone's put me in a body bag. You don't think... Like, I got probably... I got pissed on the weekend. Yeah, I, I got I got pissed on Saturday. <laughs> but I don't have... It's not late. Yeah, it's okay. The, it's the 4 a.m., the 5 yeah, a.m. Yeah, that yeah, fucks yeah, me. Because yeah. no, I that. actually found on the weekend Mate, I was, I was hungover both like, days. Yeah, I was. Hung, Ella was so hungover yesterday. She was like on the couch all day. I'm like, you are a disgrace. Because like, well, like I Friday night with you, we were on the we were on the Zoom watching the footy. Great fun, great fun, manly one. We'll get to it. But then Saturday night did like a trivia. One of our friends organized like a trivia night with all these couples. It was like the most middle aged shit I've ever done in my life. But it was fun. How'd you go? That's so middle aged. I came like we didn't we didn't win. Okay, Steph and I. Well, that's all right. But. It's not all about winning. You know, it's also about the journey and, you know, how you enjoy yourself. But I was bombed by the end of the night. I was on the, like, slowly fucking couples and individuals are dropping off, like, all right, going to bed. And then it was just, like, me, Street, Harvey, and Henry at the end, just fucking, like, you know, and you're, like, half awake, just sipping red wine with the gulls <laughs> on the background. I'm like, you know what, dude? I've got to get up at whenever Evie wakes up tomorrow, so I'm going to just try and saunter into bed. you got to call it. I yep. get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, it hasn't been for lack of being pissed because I was pretty pissed on Friday night, and <laughs> yeah. then on Saturday I was fucking working margaritas into the ground. So I got there, got there real quick. You're, so you're locked down with Ella's whole family, and you guys just all. It seems like a bit of fun. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm sure that living on top of each other in a lockdown would have its times when it's not. But it, everyone has their own little areas, though, which is good. Like you can you all know, escape each other, escape. and then you can come together and just rip and you it can there. come together for margaritas, yeah. which is generally what brings us together. Uh, is everyone 18? Is Ella's yeah, youngest sister 18? Yeah, 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 she's like 20, I think. Oh, shit. 20. Okay. Yeah, she's right. 20. Um, and so she was, and then she was fucking basically free pouring vodka on Saturday night <laughs> and just put Ella in a fucking early grave. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> she was blind. <laughs> and she was a complete write off yesterday. Absolute write off. Yeah. Which I don't mind. I don't mind when she's written off because I'm left to my own devices <laughs> then. You know what I mean? I'm like, I can sort of flop about yeah. and do my own thing. Yeah, you're like, you just have to swing by, check she's still breathing yeah, yeah, and then yeah. move can on. Can I get, like, oh, you look like you need some hot chips from Chookers. Am I, <laughs> am I reading that right? Because obviously I want some. Yeah, but like, you're like you that John Edwards guy who can read like minds of dead people. Like, I'm saying you need hot chips from Chookers and you need me to go out and do whatever I want for the whole day. Yeah, yeah. Put a blanket on her. Yeah. And get her a Powerade. So that was good. That was good. So what do you do then when she's whatever, just whatever you want? You might you might sit with her and watch them, but you just kind of yeah. Like, I distance. fucking went and did a quiz, laid in the sun, fucking flopped about, watched whatever I want, watched the footy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. Um, Dave, how's your lockdown going with mum and dad? Yeah, it's okay. What'd you do um, last night, man? Uh, What'd you do last night? Went on a bit of a date last night, which is good. Hold on, how's this work? Well, there's not much that one can do in lockdown, so we just kind of, we went down to a nice beach in Vaucluse around sunset, hung out, 
Yeah. Really? Mm. Now, I don't know if that's breaking COVID protocols, but... Well, he would argue he's exercising. Good for you. So you went on a little date. Yeah. Okay, and what is uh, this person's name? This person's name. Maybe you don't want to give them, like, their full name. Well, I don't I'm know not going to, yeah, tell yeah. everyone her address. Her name's Georgia. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. And how'd this come about? Is this, like, a dating app situation? It, it was on Hinge, but she's also mates with one of my misses With one of my mates' misses. So, like, right. we kind of knew of each other. and then Okay. Kind of like, oh. And it, so, does she know that you do your own podcast? That's she does good. know I have my own podcast, yes. Yeah. Good. She you worked work that in nice and early? Yeah, I'm she ha- knows I'm I had to be here early this morning to Oh, yeah, nice. Sorry, can't stay yeah. out too late. i got to go back for my podcast. Yeah. I'll just stay here all night. Uh <laughs> Getting to know each other. Yeah, but. so this is the first day. <laughs> uh, well, second, we like went for a walk on like Friday or something oh, with my dog. And, like, twice in two days? That's hot Ooh, and heavy. That's hot and days, heavy. I think. Yeah, three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot and heavy, man. Dude, yeah. uh, well, lockdown, Friday and Sunday, lives. that's two. 48 hours. Yeah, it is 48 yeah, hours. I guess. Lockdown love, dude. Mm. I love that. I love I that mean, for you. might be taking a bit far, but... Well, yeah, but I mean, nice like, to, yeah, I've got yeah. a mate whose name I won't mention, but you were... We were speaking to him on Friday as yes, well. Yes, yes. And he uh, is obviously living by himself, locked down, but he um, basically just started, like, chonging, uh, chonging a bird, to put it eloquently, as I always <laughs> seem to do. Um and he was just like, it happened, and then now it's like quite intense because of the lockdown. So they're basically like fucking in each other's pocket for like. So it's only been two weeks because he was like, he's like, you know, there's nothing to do if you're living yeah. by yourself. You're like, fuck, wouldn't mind some company. Mm. And then all of a sudden, instead of you know all these plans you have, which you now don't, you're, you're just, just hanging chong. out and yeah. chonging and living and loving. Now it's chill for him that he's got a place to himself where he can. Yeah, you can't. Whenever, you yeah. can't do anything. It's hard working around both of our parents' houses. Yeah. Mm. So obviously you're on the dating app. You're on Hinge. You said. Yes. What's your like go to fucking icebreaker? God, I would love to do a review of your Hinge profile. <laughs> <laughs> do you it's have like, one? I, Most I, people have one, don't they? Not like I don't really have don't one because on Hinge as well, like you get a lot of kind of like information or like prompts from people. So they'll say like, you know, there'll be little things like, oh, like my most controversial opinion is this. My like weirdest flex is this. Like my son, they give you like little things. Then you write a little message on your profile. What's yours? Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. This is where I wanted to get to. (laughs) Okay. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, We are doing this. Right. Do we, like, you won't lie. You'll just read it to us as truth, right? You're not going to Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I couldn't make shit up on the spot. So like there's a bunch of pictures and yep. then you get yep. like three prompts. How so. many pictures have you yeah, got? Yeah, give us the fucking phone. <laughs> yeah. Let us look at it. You can just scroll from top okay, to bottom. Okay, with the dog. Yep. You and your dog, dude. That's not a negative. You just love that fucking <laughs> Together dog. we could disappoint our parents. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> like that. Um, that's Dior. Okay, what's that? It's a nice, so that's that's a, a nice beachy shot. Palm shop. Beach or something? I think that was Whale Beach or Palm Beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very nice though. The blue is extra blue. Uh, the social like- cause I care about, the revolution. Oh, dude. Well, that's Antifa. Well, it's it's something that's like lefty, but not so specific that it's going to like alienate some Yeah, people. that's it. Like he could just be a bit of fun, but it's also when she re- actually gets to know him, it's like, oh no, this guy's Antifa. Yeah. And if there is someone who is pro-revolution, they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Dating me is like biting into a raisin cookie and realize it's chocolate and then realizing an hour later it was an edible. <laughs> 
don't mind. I don't mind that. that from? I think I saw it on some meme or something. That's funny because no good. one likes raisin cookies. They suck. No, well, yeah. dude, if you if it's if it's not in a Sultana brand breakfast, you can fuck off with raisins mm. with the greatest respect. Yeah, yeah. Sultana Sultanas belong in Sultana brand. That's it. That's it. That's it. You used to get those little boxes of Sultanas though for Look, at school. No, I, didn't I, don't mind, I didn't mind them. I didn't mind those. A little box of Sultanas. But that's, that's, sul- that's a Sultana by itself. Yes. The only thing you would put a Sultana in is Sultana, is Sultana brand. brand. And a Sultana Sultanas by himself is like I I come here for Sultanas. I know a lot of the time Sultanas are snuck into shit. Yeah, exactly. Raisin toast, fucking salads and shit. Hey, look, a Sultana on its own terms, I'm comfortable with. But a Sultana yes. who's dressing himself up, As... trying to sneak into the party, I'm like, mate, <laughs> get the fuck out, fuck off. You're barred. You're barred. A uh, lot of animal stuff shows that he's he's got a caring side. He's yeah. with a fucking. Uh, mm, I think that's a hedgehog. Hedgehog. Yeah. Sure. What's a hedgehog? That's a hedgehog, dude. One of those cafes in Japan I went to where you can hold that. Oh, dude. I, sorry, from this distance, it looked like he was holding vodka lime sodas. <laughs> okay. So you've got like three sort of quotes. He's a podcaster at Batuta Advocate? Well, I am. See, I tell you what he's done there is actually he's cut us out of this whole hinge profile because he's going with Batuta, who oh, are, who are, he thinks yeah he's like well this known. is gonna get this is gonna get me more action than the biggest podcast in Australia. Alice, <laughs> wow, dude, how's the disrespect from this How little about asshole? That okay, someone's not getting paid today. <laughs> <laughs> Podcaster, but if you change that to your actual employer, you fucking you might actually. You well, might, I mean, he well, does you're getting some, but like you'd get more. You'd I mean, I, it was. At what point did you realize we were going to see that and be grossly offended? Was there any point where you were I like, actually didn't? Or did you no, forget that he I put it on there? Forgot about it and brazen like, as once fuck. Kind of scrolled past it. Brazen like, as oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Podcaster at Batuta Advocate. Okay. You're not. You're not though. Are well, you? I kind of am. Well, yeah, yeah, but you're not. <laughs> I think I am. Ah, well, as far as I look, Pro- producer at. Yeah, look. Podcaster. Obviously, I can barely look at him now. I'm so fucking. No, I know. I'm, I'm so fucking. fucking I'm hurt gonna wear my hat like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for the rest of the show, the hats are down. <laughs> Do you want me to go record my bit just from the bathroom? Hard to room? fucking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking leave. Get out. All we've done for him too. I know, dude, and he won't even use us to try and get action. That 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 could have wear been, the short ball for you. Know, you. I'd be happy to change it if it'll help your feelings. Nah, fuck That might have been you. initially written when I was being paid by Batuta, but not being paid. Nah, for you, so. we don't want the change. No change there. No change. You, the damage is done. <laughs> the damage is done. Podcaster at fucking Batuta Advocate. Shout out to Batuta. Shout out to Batuta, Clancy Earl, dear friends. Uh, <laughs> in fact, they are dear friends. We might have to get into sack Dave after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where were we? I'm I, I, fucking I, I, rattled now. I've just lost two jobs in one. Yeah, you have. You've just profile. lost two jobs in one go. Yeah. yeah, rattled. Dave, date. Sultana's fucking can can eat a dick, but Dave on a date I think was the main one, which is nice. I'm happy for Dave. Yeah, I'm happy for you too, man. Thanks. Um, is this the first date you've been on in a minute? In a minute, yeah. Like, probably since maybe just after, like, last lockdown or some shit. I don't know. So how does it work if you met her on Hinge but you already know her? No, I don't know her, but, like, I, I've met her mates. Mutual friends. Yeah. Like, she's good friends with one of my good friends, Mrs. Did you know this when you linked on Hinge? I didn't know her when I first matched with her, but then, like... It becomes obvious. Yeah, or my mate said something to me, and I was like, oh, true. How does it 
work the matching? How do you match? So on Hinge, someone sends someone a like, and then the other person can see that they've sent that, and then they can choose to like yes or no that like. And if they yes it, then it's on. Yeah, the wall then, comes then, down, yeah, and you can yarn. Start, yeah. Yep. I tell you what, and I think I've probably said this maybe once every three to four months on this podcast, but I'm devastated that I didn't just get to experience the uh, dating app boom. Am, I don't think you've ever said that. Uh, I've never said that, right? This might be the first time I've ever brought that up. <laughs> I don't think you've ever said that. And again, happily married, wrong, but love Steph, baby, another one on the you, way. You, you'd, like, you'd like the dating app? Well, I mean, it'd be nice. It'd be something just, different. Like, it just seems like the ease at which one browses food on a fucking Uber Eats, I'm like, it's, it could be that easy. And I mean, obviously, you don't just pick someone and then it's... But it's like... Just looking at photos of people and swiping across, I'm like, that in and of itself, I just always see everyone do it. I'm like, I'm very jealous. Yeah, that's a good, like, bounced out activity as well when you're just feeling a bit sorry for yourself on Sunday and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to get on the app and just swipe through. And, have pe- and then you have yeah. people, like, fucking swipe your back and you're just like, yes. <laughs> it would be rewarding. Yes, it would be dopamine hits, dude. Oh, yeah. You think that's a like is, on a yeah. fucking post are gets people, you off? Are people still fucking sliding into people's DMs on Instagram? Is that still happening? Again, never done any of that shit. Or is, yeah, it, like, or is it more, or is it, is it dangerous? Dating out more sort of prevalent. No, I think sliding into DMs is like a thing if you kind of know someone already. Like okay. if you've kind of got them on Instagram and they won't be like, yo, I've never seen this person in there. Yeah, right. DMs. Sure. Like, oh, so you wouldn't do it. It'd be a bit weird if you did it to a complete random. Yeah, yeah. It would be a bit weird. So, so yeah, I've never like no I've never done the DM slide either. Mate, like you and I are fucking, we're considered like ancient. Yeah, yeah we you, are. Did you guys used to write letters and love letters? Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, listen. Well, we used to do it the old fashioned way, mate. You get Pick up at a pub, pub and you'd get blind and you'd get into it. Yeah, yeah that's well, it. That's get shit faced at a pub, that's inhibitions how, drop. You introduce yourself because you wouldn't do it. And yeah, <laughs> you, you want to so like, get a drink yeah. and then all of a sudden you're hooking up by the ATM machine. <laughs> that was actually the most challenging <laughs> thing about this current couple of dates that I've been on is that there's no alcohol involved. Yeah. yeah. Because there's no bar. Well, you, you just got to get hammered at, at You got to get hammered at home. You got a pregame, baby. <laughs> rock up get yourself a bag of goon and fucking work <laughs> yeah, it yeah. in the ground. Goon OJ yeah. and then Although OJ the can bench. lead to uh, indigestion. So solo yeah. was also... Solo also solo, an option. Okay. Yeah. But either way, you will have diarrhea the next day because <laughs> that much goon is not good. Especially if your name's Tom. Now, <laughs> that's what we do. I'd pregame, bro. Yeah, I'd pregame. Okay, just take our advice. Go to the go to the park, fucking blind next time. <laughs> She'll like it. She'll love it. Yeah. She'll love it. She'll be like, oh, she warn her nice. that that's what's happening. Yeah, you let her know. Even maybe get her to bring her own goon or bring some for both of you. You have goon before and then go bring leftovers. You know what? Nothing screams romance like a half-empty bag of goon. <laughs> and don't bring the box either. The box is tacky. No, no, no. The box is tacky. Take it out. Just have that. And then, you know, as you know, once you finish it, you blow it up and you guys can sit on it. Or use yeah, it as a pillow. pillow. Yeah. That's good. That would be helpful because my ass is a bit bruised from like sitting on a park bench. and Yeah, so. Just want to also just reiterate, Dave, break no walls. <laughs> no, Dave broke zero laws there. It was fine because you're allowed to meet one person out for exercise. Yeah, and he was doing dips. <laughs> you should see his tries right now. They're, They're fucking massive. Yeah. He's fucking swallowed They're up. They're glistening. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need 
uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth. Go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, some I don't. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY... You get fifty bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get a hundred bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to Hallowsport dot shop, bang, rose on there, code manly, fifty bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like let's get this vintage out there to the people that yep. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. So obviously we did Origin uh, with Kempy last week. So we've already given our thoughts on the fact that it was a uh, that we lost game three. Yeah. Look, if you want our thoughts, you go back and you listen to the podcast we did during the game. game. But we did lose, and probably the loss we needed to have. Look, um, sometimes you've got to come on in here, you've got to take your licks, mate. Well, and we were just getting like maybe too big for our boots, in the sense that we are the greatest origin team of all time, and it's still a record-winning margin, but it's like... Relax. It's still fucking, still origin footy. I will, I, I think, uh, you know what? It pains, like, part of me, it, it pains me a little bit to say it, but it's the truth. In some ways, it, it's way better for next origin because it's like for next year's origin. Because imagine if we'd gone out there and put 60 on them again. I think the Queenslander would lose hope because they're fickle and they're weak. They lose hope real quick. Like, we maintained hope for fucking eight years. The Queenslander loses hope after a game and a half. Hope pours out of my fucking pores, mate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pours out of your pores. Oozes out of your pores. Yeah. I do think as well, Eddie, you and I often critical of uh, halves in general, the game 
is won and lost by the halves. But I actually don't think Mitchell Moses and Jack Whiten were that bad. No, they weren't that bad. They I weren't just... Nathan Cleary and fucking Jerome Lewis. No, they weren't. But they weren't that bad. No, they weren't. Well, you're exactly right. They weren't those two halves. Now, I still have some thoughts, Tom, around uh, why Tom Trebojevic, the best player in the world, didn't get the ball for 60 minutes. That's a, That was something that you and I obviously had some gripes about. Like, you know, Tom... Tom seemingly having to do all that he could. He looked like an explorer mm. on that field trying to find the fucking ball. Like, okay, ball not coming out here for some reason. I'm just going to go find it. Mm. Like, the work he had to do just to go like try to find Jones, that ball. Mate. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Looking for fucking seed. Swinging seed. through temples and shit, trying to, just trying to find the ball. Trying to get it. Now, he eventually finds it. Two fucking serious line breaks. One where I just wish he hung onto it. I think the state wished he hung onto it. The show and go. See we said partner. it. He's, he doesn't, even though he he's obviously fucking good, it's almost like he doesn't realise how good he is. Well, he, does, he doesn't get high on his own supply. No. And that was evidenced by the fact that there was two opportunities where if he just backs himself as the fucking 110 kilo, 6'5", thoroughbred that he is... I reckon he scores a couple of tries there. The show and go, thanks for coming. And then also when he grabs the ball and he threw it back, when yeah. he jumped up for it, he could have just spun around and spun put it around. down, Or even just transferred from one hand to his penis, he's wrap got it around. Some, and exactly. Just, he's got exactly. a few levers to work with um, that maybe... On to the T1. Try yeah. time. Give it to the T1. First Blake to fucking hold a seed in with his... Hog. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Now, obviously, he won the Wally Lewis medal, so, you know, much deserved. It could have gone to fucking a few players. It could have gone to Trell as well. I think it could have gone to Trell, but, I, I mean, Tommy, more than deserving. Absolutely. Do you think if Trell had got that kick, he would have got it? Yes, probably. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think that lost him it, but it definitely would have won him it, right? Like, he yeah. did, I don't think you say Trell, like, lost the Wally medal because oh, I thought that like had gone fucking, over... I thought it had gone the entire time until I saw that it was caught like 10 metres from the And some people critical of that kick. I'm like, they're like, we should have gone kick for the corner. And then in the moment I could understand people being like, wait, there's a minute or two left. Like, but then you're going, we haven't actually really troubled them. But the other thing was obviously Luttrell can kick them from that far out. Otherwise he wouldn't have. If he'd never in his life kicked a conversion from 50 out, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have done it. No, but he can't. But he didn't, unfortunately. But he can. No, no, absolutely. It was. God, it would have been nice if it went over. But look, you can't, you can't do it on the past. And what ifs? It's just that's life, you know. That's just life, Eddie. It is. Congratulations to Queensland. It was a good win. Your side looks a lot better with Ponga at fullback, doesn't it? Fuck me, Dad. And Ben Hunt, he's a fucking weapon at yeah. nine. Ben doesn't like Ben hates playing nine apparently. But it's like, listen, Ben. You're fucking good at it, dude. So I feel like you might just need He's to be playing He's always nine. been unbelievable in origin when he plays at nine, I think. Yeah. Or, I mean, he's just unbelievable whenever he plays in rep teams. It's like you get the Dragons. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, well, like, you can be good. But when you, you know, you, it's easy. To, like, I mean, your team's poo, so, you know, what do you do? But when you get into the rep teams, he fucking th- he throbs. Mm. And especially at nine, scored two tries, broke our hearts. Um, but that's origin, and it we move on. Well, we look to 2022. We, we we're do. the champs. We're the champs. The highest winning margin of all time. Like, what do you want from us? We do have to wear fucking maroon face paint on Kempi's podcast. I know. I know. I forgot about that until just then. Just paint around the beard. Well, yeah, of course. I'm going to shave my fucking beard. But no. it'll just be like a, like goggles. Like goggles. Yeah. Um. That's life, though, you know? You make bets, you got to fucking... Do you, need, you actually need to get that paint, by the way. That's, uh, that's something for you to remember to do. Um, 
Might get it after this. More pressing things. Manly, obviously. Still on your tracksuit. Yeah, you I'm don't. I'm not going to do it now. Yeah, what's with this fucking? What's with this tracksuit? Actually, I was. It's a. I, I'm, this isn't a negative question. It's just you're a. You're a nice cream tone, top and bottom. I was like, fuck it, new tracksuit. It's cold outside. I'm so it is a new tracksuit. Yeah. Where'd you get it from? Uh, this place, Peng Pengai, Pengai. Ella, Ella goes, get this. Of to. And I was like, I don't mind that. Hey, mate, I like it. We're, look, we're in the tracksuit business, so I'm, I'm looking at it as like, a, oh, okay, do we have a 2022 bounced out trackie? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, we what, should probably what, start. The moment I put the bounced out trackie on, I was like, I like wearing. Two tone. Two tone. Sorry, not two tone, one tone. One tone trackies. Bounced out really fucking invigorated me in that way. Yeah. No, and I'm now into this it. is what this is. No, I can respect that. We're, we're, look, we've got more things on the horizon than the... T- and the uh, Put it this way, punters and dribblers. Uh, Tom and I are planning on taking over the fucking merch game. You better fucking believe it. Yeah. We've got some designs in the fire, baby, that are going to knock your socks off. Yeah, yeah. We're fashion moguls as well. Sorry, added another string to our bow. Whoops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where to from here? Where to from here? Well, Manly got a win against the Dragons, those DMC losers, and... It made it all the more sweet because they basically didn't rest anyone, the Dragons, because they're fucking cheating. Um, what, like, if you look at a team like Manly, right, we had five or six players out with injury that we just have to cop because, you know, injuries are injuries, right? There's nothing you can do. But then you come up against a side that's fucking broken all these rules and they basically don't have to, I'm not harping on about it, but they just don't have to really suffer any real consequences. It just well, fucking annoys you know, the shit but out Tom, of me. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's fucking bullshit. The NRL should have made them serve their bands the first week after they happened. Like, and and if they lose the game or they can't field a side, fucking stiff shit. Of course, you could have fielded a side if you'd wanted to. You got a thirty-man squad, yeah. and we're talking about thirteen players out. You would be able to find fucking seventeen, and then they all they gave them concessions anyway. They were signing blokes from the club yeah, for three reg- games. For three games, like so, there were there were options that you had, but to be able to spread out these bands and fucking oh, we'll drop this guy here and we'll drop guy that it's not you're really missing the fucking point. Yeah, they should have been punished. Everyone would have seen it. It would have been very tangible. Yeah. Oh, okay, the fucking the St George Dragons are fielding an under twenty side here. Why? Because they all fucked up. Like it's a, it's a. You can see the result of poor behaviour, and you're letting down the entire club. That's the point of a punishment, not a. Oh, don't worry, you can still field. This is Tom and I sitting here salty because we fucking won. So we obviously we don't give a shit. We're just saying that like, I don't really understand how they've been punished at all. No, it's bullshit. Uh, but that's all right. We move on. What we don't move on that far though. We don't move on that far because we still have to cover the game that was Manly v. the DMC Dragons. Um, now, Josh Schuster, first game back, still blind as a bat and ripping and tearing. Like, the confidence that that dude is just, like, in the increase in his confidence. He's been out for, like, five or six weeks to come back and be in the halves because DCE was rested. And he fucking ripped. He got man of the match. He set up. He set up a couple of tries. I think he had three try assists or some shit. Like he was shredding. I'm like, oh, dude, this hit about twelve look, fucking no lookers. Boom, boom, dude. Well, he he, no, well, he, he, he passes worse if he looks in the direction that's where right. he's passing. Like that's right. in what that one for Kieran's try, he had two no look passes to set that thing up. Back to back. Back to back. Vibe man blind tries. Um, so look, I mean, 
Schuster, Olakuatu, and Jake Trebojevic, that's the best back row in the comp. Yes, I think so. Has to be, right? Has to be. Has Name to be. me a better back row, we'll wait. It's fucking... And then you've got, um, like, you've got someone like Siernan, who to start the season was the fucking starting back rower. It's like, nah, dude. And, and this is no disrespect to him. Like, friend of the show, love him. Oh, Manly. no, this is no disrespect but, to her. But, like... The way Olakowatu has ripped and teared this season, going from like a fringe first grader to, uh, as Matt was saying to us before, Brandy said that if our buyers were different, he would have been that 20th man for the origin. Think about that. I've been saying he's a Queenslander, and I've been mistaken. He is well, a New South Welshman, and he's huge. Well, it's Christmas come early, figuring out that he's from New South Wales. Yeah, that you is Christmas I mean? come early. Christmas in July. That's Christmas in July, Tom. Now, Kieran Foran who was obviously Skipper on the weekend with DCE. Congrats, Skip. Good game. One of the great footballers all time. One of the most well-spoken gentlemen all time. Did you listen to his radio interview that I, I sent I did on 2GB. Now, continuous call team. Kieran was asked the question, as many are, about Tom Trebojevic and the form he's in. And he explained that... Tom is base. He's got the footy smarts of Jonathan Thurston and Andrew or Andrew Johns, with the physical presence and ability of Jonathan Greg uh, of Greg Inglis and Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, blended together. Mm. So if a, you've uh, ever if you've ever been sitting at home going, "Geez, who is Tommy like? What's like? What's he sort of? How would you be able to compare him?" That's how. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. If you'd like to throw in a teaspoon of Andrew Johns and a sprinkle of Jonathan Thurston and then a healthy dollop of GI and a smattering of fucking Latrell Mitchell, you've got yourself one of the great cakes all time. Yep. Put that thing in the oven, mm-hmm. comes out, and it's just a huge Tommy knocker. Huge. Cake for days. Cake for days. You'll be eating days. that cake forever and ever and ever. So more to that, he said that he's the – I'm pretty sure he's the best player he's ever played with, Kieran. He did. He's the best and player. He said, I, and he said, "I've played with a fucking lot of handy players. He's played he's with shitloads of handy players." Well, he played in that 2011 side that won the comp. Yes, he did, which was dripping in alphas. So the fact that he's saying that it's fucking quite a statement, but beautifully puts it into perspective. Played with Roger Tuivasa-Shek as well at the Warriors. Did played with the Prince of Brookvale, Brady Stewart, Glenn Stewart, Chuck Watmer, fucking killer, killer shoulders. I could go through them all, and I will. <laughs> Uh, Steve Menzies. <laughs> um, Glenn Hall. I actually don't know if he played with Glenn Hall. He might have moved on to North Queensland at that point. But uh, he would have been a junior. <laughs> um, so Manly up to sixth. Manly up well, to fifth. Start back sixth. into fifth. No, no, because Roosters won. So back to sixth. Mm. So are Roosters two points ahead of us? No, yeah. we're on a... Yeah, yeah they, they are, must yeah, be because yeah, we're, we're butzing them on yeah, or and against. Yeah. So we moved ahead and now we've moved behind. But that's so right. so the, 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 there's a theory around like how the top eight works in terms of like what's more beneficial to, uh, let's say, a Manly who's not in the top four. But for a team like Manly who plays on vibe and, and positive energy, right? And vibe. And vibe. If we win – so in the way the top eight works is the top four play each other, 1v4, 2v3, and then uh, 5v8 and 6v7. 
let's say Manly is sixth, we play some absolute fucking loser. Who's coming Who's seventh seven? and eighth? Uh, so Dragons and Sharks, seven. And Thank eight. you so oh. much. Thank <laughs> you so much. So we whip ourselves into a fucking bit more form and just pump one of those fucking absolute they're two, are they're, they're two wins behind us as well. So we're... Dra- yeah, dragons. If we're not fifth, we're sixth. Yeah. Dragons, two wins behind. Sharks, three wins. Yeah. And, and, and who's on... What are the points from sixth, seventh, or seventh and eighth down? So Dragons, 18 points, and then Sharks, Raiders, Knights, 16, and then Titans, Tigers, Cowboys, 14. Right. So it's beta central. Everything below six is super beta. It's beta central. So let's just say you play, you come fifth or sixth. We're, and we're, un, we're highly unlikely to get up to fourth because I think. Yeah, because they're like three or four wins ahead. I think they are. Yeah. 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 Realistically. Are, what are the speaking? bunnies? I think. Well, bunnies are four wins ahead yeah, in so. third and eels are three wins ahead. Yeah. Okay. So the eels would have to lose three games. Not gonna it's, uh, it's probably unlikely. Eels do have a tough run home, I think. I Who they got? Uh, I know we're playing. We, we oh, so they've got the Storm. They got Manly. So I, I mean, technically, you could because if they play us and them, and we both dust them, and, and South, and okay, Roosters. okay, oh, okay. Well, hang on, bite my tongue, bite my tongue. They got us. They got and Panthers in the shit. That's a fucking hard. Bite one. my tongue. That is the dude, worst dude, run dude, home. So they've got Raiders next week. Then they've got uh, Roosters, Souths, Manly, Cowboys, Storm, Panthers. Fuck, that is a tough run home. <laughs> That is tough. So look, okay, technically they could, but let's assume because they are they've got a bit of a hum on let's that assume they don't. We dust a beater in the first round. We then go into the next round and we play a top four team that's just been dusted, so they're down on confidence. You then beat those losers, you're into the semifinals, you then win that one, because now you're just on a fucking roll. Bang, grand final, win the comp. I think as opposed to going up, playing one of the hardest fucking teams. I think historically the benefit of, of being in the top four is if you win week one, you get, the, you get a rest, which yes. is hugely beneficial. But if you can't win, if you're not going to win first week, you, pro- you want to come our way, I reckon. Yes, definitely. I think our way is actually the best way, funnily enough. Uh, strange that. Strange how that just seems to be my opinion. And fifth or sixth, you get a home final as well, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Except Although, with this whole fucking shit fight right now. And the NRL, who we love, but who make silly decisions sometimes, always send or have always sent our finals games yeah. to fucking SFS. We I'm had to like, get the whole place knocked down just so they couldn't send and finals like, there. Oi, have it at fucking Brookvale. You get 22, 23, 24, 25 in there. Absolutely fucking Maybe heaving. 26. Maybe 26, but instead they take the SFS, and I've been to a couple of finals at the SFS, and they fucking lie about the crowd numbers every time. I'm like, there isn't 25 in here. No. There isn't even 15, you no. fucking liars. But they do it because they're like, well, Brookvale doesn't hold that much. Well, it's bullshit. Week one of the finals, Manly should get it at home. After that, you can move it if you have to, but fucking week one should be at Brookvale. Well said. How about seeing all the players up in the, the Sunshine like up in their, their new hubs and bubbles and shit? Like, obviously... If you've got families and stuff, you've got to be away from that's tough. Like, I completely understand that. But, like, just seeing them just in a resort, like, they'll just lie by the pool during the day. It's beautiful Queensland weather. Apparently the food's terrific. They're just well. playing ping pong and fucking how, hanging out. I'm like, if you, you are a single guy, obviously, like, Gal was like, yeah, but they want a chong. Like, yeah, sure. Like, you might have to crank down in the showers a few more times. But, like, it seems like a pretty good life. But the other thing is, after two, after being up there for two weeks, they're essentially out of quarantine. They can go fucking play golf. And yeah, they can do whatever shit. they want. Yeah, do whatever they want. I was thinking about this. The NRL obviously having to scramble for these resorts. Do you reckon they just go, oi, if you've booked in, we're moving you? 
or we're paying you out. You, I saw How some. I saw something somewhere where this whole like there was a whole wedding that was like cancelled or moved from a resort. Have a look at that. I'm sure it was on Daily How Mail the or something. Fuck did, like the, they, must, the NRL, they must pay people off, right? The NRL would have had agreements in place, I reckon, with all of these places beforehand, right? They wouldn't have just gone, fuck, let's find some hotels. Yeah, no, that's Like, true. PVL being the operator that he is, It'd I assume like, it'd yeah. be like, we've got all these places ready, yep. and uh, if we have to, we just fucking call. But I don't know what the level of, like, you just fart? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Were you waiting for Matt to leave the studio? No. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the, Matt. I tell you what was good, though, is that when you said yes, and then you went to crank out the second one you're like your neck shook like a dog um <laughs> yeah i would assume that pvl has put some plan in place but what does happen if you are already have something booked in and then it's moved like is there some sort of insurance is it like sorry get your wedding do your wedding somewhere else like have you well, found that what, article what, yeah, yeah, yeah i found the article Read. so um yeah, so basically three days before her wedding, um, she got turfed out because um, it said the rooms are going to the Knights, Panthers, Roosters, and Seagulls. She didn't even found, find out from the NRL. She found out from an uncle, it said. Her um, uncle? Yeah, I don't know. how. I mean, I don't know if the NRL cool. has any obligation to tell her, but maybe yeah. the hotel she's fucking paying Well, yeah, because what it says here, it, it doesn't say specifically that they were kicked out like four NRL teams, but it says because the property becomes a quarantine hotel, they can't really have people who are like both in and out, right? So because it's in a quarantine bubble, so you so, so maybe that's are, even a government. So there probably thing. are rule that there would be rooms there available, but you can't. You can't come in if they're quarantining. In. But so what happened? So she was fucking. Where she? Where did wedding go? Um, was she compensated at Al? Uh, it says here the Queensland government has also shifted responsibility towards the NRL. Um, well, you've allowed them to come in, so it's all... Everyone's there, you know, there weren't three empty hotels. It doesn't say what she ended up doing. Um, On Queensland. Uh, while Catherine's family and wedding party have since been able to find scattered accommodation, they still feel like they've been blindsided. Well, fucking oath you have. Oh, they've been blindsided. But I, I will expect- say this to this lady. Catherine? Yep. Know this. Rugby league takes precedence over your special day. So you're going to have to deal with that. I'm sure that your husband secretly is like, we got to do this for the greater good of the nation. Well, it sounds to me like he's, he's helped. Yeah. I'd say that the husband was probably over. just like, yes, we're saying yes, that's fine. Yeah. Just yeah. give us free tickets. Unsurprisingly, he hasn't been uh, quoted in this. Article. That's it. He doesn't want to add well, to the- He's happy to help the greatest game yeah. of all. It's pretty simple. Um, on Queensland and the Queensland government, Anastasia Palaszczuk, very critical of international travel, very bullish on fucking border closures, has just nipped off to Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, just How landed. How do you feel about that? I think it's one of the great scumbag moves. And everyone's like, it's because she's trying to secure the Brisbane Olympics. It's like, there's no, actually... No, they're already... There's no one else fucking competing for it. But also, you don't have to go. No. Mate, I, I give you the hot tip about the Olympic Games these days. No one wants them. No one gives a shit. No one wants them because they cost way too much money. Now, Brisbane are fucking guaranteed it. I read the other day. It's like, no, it's, if you want it, you you've got pay it. for it, you've got it. So she's talking absolute bullshit. Also, Anastasia, you're the premier. You're supposed to be fucking setting the standard. And the amount of shit you've talked to now fuck off to the Tokyo Olympics to just secure it for you. You don't need, like, what, are you, you're the only person that can get it over the line? It's ridiculous. I don't think so. It's bro. ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. And, I mean, just another notch in the belt of politicians being pricks. 
Just being fucking doing whatever they want to do, whatever the fuck they want. They say, like, you know, has she been affected financially? Has she been? Has she had? You know, family can't go back. She just does whatever the fuck she wants, mate. Whatever the fuck she whilst whilst denying families to come back into Queensland to see like dying relatives and shit. Like that's the thing that fucks me off with this whole COVID situation. Uh, And you know, Q. Tinfoil hat rant. Not really. But like... Not really? No, no, no. I'm just being stupid. But like, when you have a disease or a virus that isn't isn't exactly wiping out the population, let's just put it that way, all right? Mm. It's obviously not good if you're over a certain age and comorbidities, all that bullshit, right? Cool. But to deny people the ability to go and, like, be with a relative that's dying is when, the most... When they've tested negative. When they've tested negative, but also... Who gives a fuck? You but know, tested negative. But I'm saying if, if, well, I'm just saying if you've got a relative dying from COVID, even like even that, you're not allowed to. They have to die in a room by themselves. Like it is fucking insanity. Like you know what, dude? If I've got a relative dying and they have COVID and I might risk getting COVID, give it to me. Give it to me. Allow me the. Uh, I'll go in and fucking see him, and then I'll go straight home and isolate for 14 days, or whatever it is. But like, give us the right to be able to be with these people as they're going so they're not by themselves Mm. or if they're just dying of something else like what the fuck are we doing allow people it's just and then she fucks off to to japan to go and secure the olympics which no one really cares about but sure we'll have them and And i'm sure we'll spend a fuckload of money on it that could also be redirected to other things that are probably you know more important but and then also the government's fucking like happy to fly in caitlin jenner chick for like celebrity big brother or some shit yeah oh sorry what are we doing i'm sorry uh we aren't actually going to allow your husband who's been stranded over in fucking spain since the pandemic happened we're not going to allow him back into the country to help you with your fucking disabled son and you know your single parent but Caitlyn Jenner is actually going to be able to come over and fucking do Big Brother because how funny is that going to be on Channel 7? Yeah, so is that other woman, Katie Hopkins. Katie Hopkins. She was sent home. Who they were fine with bringing out when it was just like right-wing extremist racist shit she was saying, but as soon as she talked (laughs) down to COVID, it was like, get out. Yeah, as soon as she flouted lockdown laws, it was like, that is too much. We're going to deport you. you But by all means, you can be as racist as you want. as racist as you want. In fact, it's almost encouraged because it's good for ratings. That woman is a piece of of shit an absolute piece of shit and to be honest the whole that whole system the fact that caitlin jenner can come in uh is just fucking disgraceful the politicians have forgotten about the common man tom well fuck i mean did they ever think about the common man well they they pretend to i saw some video on the weekend and again these are instagram videos but it was just more like it was just interesting to see some like it wasn't like an anti-COVID conspiracy, COVID's not real sort of a rant. It was just the Victorians going into their fifth lockdown. And, like, this lockdown, it's wearing on us a little bit, right? Like, but it's I, – I do feel that I'm not, like, completely – Well, it's – yeah, it's wearing on us from this perspective of, I think, frustration. Yes. The people are frustrated because it's like, okay, so – COVID was under control. We had a great period there where it was, you know, probably advisable to start fucking getting people vaccinated. But you got too fucking cocky and you just sat on your hands. like Did nothing. Did fuck all about it. ScoMo, that useless cunt, fucking, like, tried, didn't try at all to secure vaccines. Didn't try at all. No. Netanyahu was on the blower, apparently, to the CEO of Pfizer, 
the CEO was like, I couldn't get this bloke off the fucking phone. He would just pound me into the earth being like, we need to be first. We need to be first. We need to be first. And guess what? They were first, and now they're fucking cruising. While uh, Fat ScoMo does fuck all. Does nothing. And it was funny. And Batuta did an article on it, which I assume was actually legit, though, where he was on Kyle and Jackie O talking about, like, he was going like, oh, you know, I didn't actually shit myself at Ingerdine. And you're like, what are you doing, dude? Like, why? Can you just, like, stop trying to distract from the how incompetent you are? By talking about the fact that you didn't poo yourself in Engadine markets, like, can you, you just but do you some fucking work? But you did, and mate. You, there was there's a reason everyone says you shit yourself at Engadine markets because there was like so many eyewitnesses. Yeah, dude, it was in the lines. You didn't even go to the toilet. <laughs> but like, can you? He does. There's no. There's no accountability for him. He doesn't acknowledge. And now he's like, oh shit! Like, as things are fucking unraveling around him, he's like, oh fuck, maybe we should fast track some Pfizer which they have, and now they're getting a million doses a week. It's like, why the fuck wasn't this done? Yeah, why did it take a national lockdown <laughs> where, like, now labour is... Like, building sites are closed Construction's down. closed. Construction is fucking closed. Construction closing is what fucking seemed to kick him up the arse. Yeah. Oh, shit, maybe I should do something. But anyway, I was seeing this... I saw this video of this chick in Melbourne Mate. and just talking about, like, the fifth lockdown and how it was affecting... It was just... It was about what was affecting her, but it was this, like, 13-minute video, which I thought was quite fucking... Powerful, but um, so she's like a Melbourne or a Victorian resident who lives like a f- like uh, in regional Victoria, but it's like an hour outside of uh, Victoria. So she, because she lives in an area that isn't exactly directly affected, but her job is affected, she's actually not eligible for any government compensation at all. So her business is dying, and she gets no money, and she's like. She just went on this crazy rant about how, like, she's like, I can't fucking take this anymore. And, like, but was speaking, obviously, to a larger group of people down there. And, again, obviously, like, we're very lucky and people who are able to still work are very lucky. But I can't imagine the, the genuine stress and, like, anxiety around, like, having a business taken away from you. Like, you know, if your business isn't successful because you don't run a good business or like, you know, it's, you've tried something and it's failed or whatever, like that's on you and that's sort of cool. But like to have something you've worked for to build and you, and you do well at it to just have it like fucking taken away from you and just go, Oh, well, no, sorry. You're you're locked down. And, but apparently the vaccines are too expensive. You know what I mean? Like ordering, there was some argument around, like he didn't want to fucking over, get an oversupply early and fuck it at a cost of the economy. Billions. It's like a billion dollars it's a like, day or something mate, Sydney's losing or like, a week. What are you fucking talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? Dude? What are you talking about? No, we are AstraZeneca. That's all we need to start. And then they just ran these campaigns being like, don't get it. It gives you blood clots. Now they're like, oh no, you can get it. And I'm like, wait. And then they're like, and like, oh, you can, but don't get it if you're under 40. Oh yeah, you can get it if you're under 40. Because your oh, doctor's going to get them 12 weeks apart. Now it's four weeks apart. It's like, you guys are fucking idiots. And yet here we are. And yet here we are. Dribble and yarn doesn't die. That's dribble and yarn will never die. You can't vaccinate yourself for dribble and yarn. You can't. You can try. So here we are dribbling and we're yarning. And Shout out to you if you are struggling and, uh, you know, your business is getting fucked in the ass. Um, all the best to you. I hope we're able to provide you with a little uh, distraction. Even though that entire segment would have been... Not very distracting at all. That probably a little probably triggering. Triggered you. But for the rest of the show, we promise to distract. <laughs> um, how about... 
How about Kane Evans on the bench for the Warriors? 18th man, sorry, not even playing. (laughs) And he's written an inspirational message on his arm, fold some cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the most rugby league? That's rugby league. I'm not playing, but I might. But I might. I need to be ready. I've got to fold some cunt. I've got to be ready. But also like, oh. Lucky I reminded myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I'm, well, two minutes to go. Fuck. Thank I God. Down. I haven't folded any cunts yet. <laughs> I've got to get out there and fold some. What do you reckon cunt. he does when he, he didn't go on and he's sort of just like, you know, limps back into the sheds and just... <sighs> I take that off. And now he's in all this shit. Like, can you imagine getting in this sort of shit not even playing the game? Like... <laughs> I don't think he deserves to get in that much trouble. Like again, it's, why is he? Who's he getting in trouble off? Oh, he'll probably get fined. He'll probably get a fine from the NRL or something because it's been plastered everywhere on our Instagram. Uh, but like you know, buzz and everyone's writing that like this is fucking disgraceful. And I'm oh like, it's not disgraceful. It's just stupid. Uh, but it is particularly stupid. But it's not disgraceful. No, but I think if you're like a outrage merchant and the game and families and you know my kids, mothers of footballers, it's silly. It's 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 kind of charmingly stupid and dimwitted. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what an idiot! It's it's cute. It's kind of cute. It's like, oh, he wanted to fold someone. He wanted to fold someone. Thought he'd forget. So yeah. he wrote on his arm. <laughs> he thought he might forget. This this might actually be an issue of like you know cognitive short term memory short term memory loss. Maybe he needs some help. Last game, he, he walked off the field and his coach said to him, mate, is there something you forgot to do today? And he goes, oh, fuck, I knew there was something. Oh, We're well, going to have to write it on your wrist next time, mate. Yeah. It, mate. Look, at the end of the day, I think that it would have all been play on if he'd taken the U out and put a little star in. Yeah, a little hash you know tag I mean? symbol or something. That's sort of play on. Take the N out as well. You could do a hash. Um, a star a, and like an exclamation mark. Hash. Or an exclamation mark. Either either. But you know what we're saying. Yeah. I think that solves the problem. I don't think Buzz can be outraged then. No, well, I mean, like, you know. He could try. He can certainly give it a crack. Do do we know of any other sort of inspirational, like, I don't know, that's just, uh, that's uniquely rugby league and it's sort of inspirational bent fold some kind. But it's also, was- it's also inherently Australian. Yes. Because the word cunt is really only used down here and it's used uh, in a variety of different circumstances. I didn't realise how shocking... The word cunt is for uh, people from other countries. Oh, it's like as lowbrow as yeah. it gets. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I remember so, being like, in... You can, use the, you can use it basically for anything down here. Yeah, I remember being in... Uh, so I was, interchangeable. I was like overseas with uh, Nerd Soon, mm. and he had a friend, like a Yank friend with him, and I was retelling a story, and it finished with a very hard... C-bomb drop <laughs> and as I said it I just saw her reaction and I was like oh that didn't that didn't go down well yeah and I just sort of like ha 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 smiled and just sort of like went anyway let's move the conversation on quick sticks because people, people don't find say it very offensive here. yeah which I find interesting it's a satisfying word to rip I tell you look we we rip we rip and tear with that word down here and I think generally speaking we're all the better for it yeah Exactly. Fair to say. Yeah, I think it's Because now we've got funny fucking headlines like fold some cunt on <laughs> written on someone's arm. Fold some cunt. 18th man. Yeah. It's just, it's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. I love it. Um, have you got anything there for inspirational rugby league quotes today? What are you doing? What are you tip-tapping No, I'm trying to find if there are any other people who have got in trouble for writing something on Matt the Lodge did. 
Was it, what did he write? Matt Lodge did it in like under 20s or something. And then Andrew Fafita did for yeah, Kieran that's Loveridge. That's the one I was going to say. Oh, yeah. yes, that's right. That yeah. was that was particularly galling. It was <laughs> like, that guy's in prison for a one-punch attack. And yeah, you've the, written his initials the, the, on your arms. The Kieran Loveridge thing was a little bit... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Lodge got a two-game ban in 2014 for writing just the word cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's better. So, so that's, look, that's rugby league. Yeah, Whoa. that is. But just writing cunt on an, your it arm. It was an under-20s origin game. Yeah. Just writing cunt on your arm is brilliant. It's like, now, I mean, you can interpret it so many ways. Is he saying, like, bring a bit of cunt to the game? Because as we said, any rugby league no, team no. worth their salt has a bit but of cunt. But it's versatile. I think it means a variety of things. It probably means fold someone. It bring a bit of mongrel. Yeah. Get up and go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like a comeback as well. Yourself, it's a, like, it could be a comeback. Oi, oi, oi. Someone has a go check the wrist, like, bro. Oh. Yeah, that's you. It's, look, it's probably on, if you actually peel back the layers. The onion. It's genius. Mm. He shouldn't be fine for that. He should be fucking applauded. Yeah, I think so. And and that's Kane Evans as well. That's right. Um, but, I mean, in terms of rugby league, that's kind of it, except for these two things. Gus Gould now at the Bulldogs. That man, I don't know how that all happened, and I don't really care. Like, But he was at the Warriors. Well, and he said, he basically was like... I mean, reading between the lines... He just was over the Warriors. You probably think he was over the Warriors. Maybe he got paid a shitload more to go to the Bulldogs. Who knows? That's all alleged. Yeah. But he... I mean, in his defense, he's like, listen, I can't really go over there. And I sort of get that. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's an easy excuse, It's right? an easy excuse. It's, it's a great excuse. Out. It's a great Whether It's or not, not me, it's you. Or it's yeah. not you, it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I can't get over there. I can't... I, I need my, my feet on the, on the ground. Yeah. I need my hands in the soil. So I need to, to get my hands in the New Zealand soil. And if I can't do that, how am I meant to pull out the bloody the, the, the how carrots? Can I get, how can I get the weeds out? And yeah. how can I plant down some, you know, some, 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 some roots? Some roots. Some roots that are going to grow into trees so we can flourish as a club. Yeah. I get that. I get that. But it is interesting to me because I actually, in some ways, prefer that Phil is going to the Bulldogs because now we can see how legit of a motherfucker Phil is. Like, if Phil fucks the way that he tells us he does or that he has in the past, yeah. it's going to be very interesting to see. And Phil talks a big game when it comes to rooting, and now we're going to see... But, I mean, he, he, he Jesus Christ, he laid some pipe in Penrith. He did so... lay pipe. He laid, he's laid some Penrith pipe. Yeah, he's laid some Penrith pipe. Whether or not he can he can lay it in, in the Bankstown region remains to be seen. Mm. But if he can, good Lord. You start thinking about a bloody strain of the year gong, don't you? He is the – well, I think so. I don't know if we were talking about this on Friday night, but I would say he's the most influential, most powerful figure in rugby league if you think about it like this. PVL is in a position that is not permanent, like as in, you know, he may be there until he wants to leave or, you know, they change – there's turnover in that position. Or the board goes – There's no turnover in the position of Gus Gould. He just is whatever the fuck he wants to be in rugby league. He's a commentator. He's a club supremo, you know? Like, he's always going to be part of rugby league, whereas the officials are sort of in and out. They hop between different codes and do whatever they want. Any official that comes into the game of rugby league needs to have Gus on their side. Has to. If you don't have... If Gus doesn't like you, and you're coming in trying to get, like, fucking shit done... Good luck. Good luck. Like, Gus... Goes, we need a centre of excellence out here in Penrith and no, we won't be paying for it. The government will. And then he just goes and wines and dines and shakes hands and kisses 69? babies. 
Huh? Does he 69? Of course he does. Of course he does. He does what needs to be done, Tom. Yeah. And the 69, particularly in government circles, really moves the needle and gets things fucking done. Well, it's a, it's a scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you scr- we're scratching each other's back, but whilst we're but scratching, I where, need money. I need yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's not your back I'm scratching. Yes. No. No. Well, you can, you can if you want. You can do both, actually. You, you can be can. scratching the back whilst 69 That's it. So he gets the fucking Centre of Excellence paid for um, by the New South Wales government, and... They're now knocking out talent, the likes of which you rarely see. Yep. So whether or not he can do it at the Canterbury remains to be seen. I will say this. I'll be interested – well, I'll be shocked, rather, if they've got as many outside backs as they do currently in the next couple of years. That will really shock me if they they hang on to them. Well, they, I mean, like, so if their back line right now, without half back, you've got Matt Burton at six probably, then you've got Brent Naden in the centres maybe um, – Fullback Matt Dufty, wing Josh Adokar, wing Nick Kotrick. So then you've got one other centre spot to fill. Will Hopwadi? Have, have they still got I Cor- think, Corey think, Allen next year? Corey Allen, maybe. I think you're probably saying to, to Will, time to go. Time to go? I think, Kick rocks, I think bro. Will's over the hill. That's just me. And I bet you he's still only, what was Will 19 in 2011? So he's probably like 29, Will. It'll be interesting to see where they go. It'll be interesting to see where they go with Gus Gould in there, who he's 69s and sort of how that all plays out. They did all right against the Bunnies last night uh, until Lachlan Lewis fucking tackled. What do you reckon Cody Walker said to him? <laughs> Nothing that bad because Lachlan Lewis was smiling the whole time. I don't know. He probably did your shit. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but that was just such a bonehead move. Mate, ridiculous. And they scored eight points in like the first fucking 10 minutes after half. Yeah, and then they would have lost by like, well, maybe it ended up being 13 plus, but it was pretty close. Like if they hadn't fucked around there. It was eight points that they lost by. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Dumbass. Dumbass. Trent Barrett just sort of, I hope he slapped him. Um, But I think that's rugby league. You said you had two things to talk about. That was it. Phil Gould, Lachlan Lewis. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know if there's anything else. Is that rugby league wise? Guys, Dave, Matt. Some good celebrations. Nah. Oh, well, with the celebrations, actually, we've got one more week of Manly to fucking Mm. get us a Timmy Cahill celebration. Obviously, we lost to the Raiders the first week we asked for it, which was tough to be celebrating at all then. On the weekend, we could have done it, but I feel like maybe they forgot. They've just moved up to Queensland. It's turmoil. This week, we need a Timmy Cahill from a Manly player, please, so we can donate to Mossy Masoy Foundation which we'll probably have to do anyway because we've already spoken about it and it'll be rude if we didn't. But Timmy we, Cahill celebration. But we definitely will if we get a Timmy Cahill celebration. Yes. Playing the Tigers. so it should Come be on. Tries. Make our weeks. We're in lockdown. Make our weeks. Yes, make our week. Make the week of the punter dribbler. Um, a Timmy Cahill celebration for the Mossy Masoy Foundation. Do what's right. Do what's do right. What's do the right. right thing. That's right. We like, do the right thing. Do, do the right thing. thing. Eddie, in some news that... I think could be the biggest and funniest and weirdest, but my favourite news of the sporting year, I think, potentially. The Tokyo Olympics, in a bid to stamp out the transmission of the COVID contagion, have made, and Dave, I'm going to ask you to Dior just to Mm. confirm that this isn't bullshit. They have made all the beds in the Olympic Village out of cardboard that can only hold the weight of one person and basically crumple under any sort of real movement, thus making them chong-proof. 
See, I heard you you put this up and you told me it's legit. I just it's so hard to believe that that is fucking. What happens if you roll if you over? Had, but what if you had two light people getting into some work? They yeah. both weigh 50 kilos each. That's 100 kilos. And you got some big fucking weightlifter there who's 120. And it just crumbles under him. He's just sleeping in like a pile of boxes. Is it true? Yeah, yeah, it's true. So um, it was kind of tweeted by an American distance runner who had obviously got some sort of... See, a distance like, runner's not going to have any dramas sleeping on a well, cardboard yeah, that's what bed. That's he said. So he said, beds to be installed in Tokyo Olympic Village will be made of cardboard. This is aimed at avoiding intimacy among athletes. He goes... Beds will be able to withstand the weight of a single person to avoid situations beyond sports. Uh, he says, I see no problem for distance runners, even four of us can do. But then, so it also says in this article, um, blah, 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 the beds are 100% cardboard and recyclable and all that. Um, cool. They're still distributing a bunch of condoms to the athletes as they do at every Olympics. This year, they're only giving out 160,000. They gave out 450,000 in Brazil. And Olympic officials have said... Our intent and goal is not for athletes to use these condoms at the Olympic Village, but to help with awareness by taking them back to their home countries. Right. Oh, okay. okay. So what did you bring back from Japan? Oh, condoms, yeah. as if they're not available. Yeah. You can buy condoms fucking everywhere. everywhere. Also, if you're th- if you think for a second that you've got the most finely tuned athletes on the planet, that they can't just fuck anywhere... Like, you've got gymnasts there that can, like, stand on their hands for, like, 45 minutes and, like, literally hold themselves at right angles and shit. You don't think someone could just prop themselves up against a wall and then just, like, fold over? You ever heard of a shower shag? Like, what are we... What are we mate, get on the floor. Get down and do exactly. it, Exactly. I've heard that Australia, uh, the Australian Olympic Committee... Obviously, lay out a jump. Well, as Australians, great shaggers by nature, and obviously they're a little shocked by this. And I think they've handed out like team issue knee pads and wrist guards for every athlete because they know mm. you won't be able to chong on the bed, but we don't want you to get scuffed knees. And if you're on all fours as well, you want your wrist to be. You want to be able to perform and fuck. Well, that's right, Tom. You don't want to be up there on the diving board with bloody scabs all scabs over all over your knees. And he goes, "I know what you've been up to. I know what you've been doing." I think that's brilliant by the Australian Olympic Committee. Yeah. Absolutely genius. It's a t- well, it is a touch, a touch of class. But it's it's like, I don't, look, I, I'm not 100% across it, but maybe in Japanese culture they only shag on the bed. Maybe they think yeah. that sort of like permeates through that's other foolproof. cultures. Oh, good luck. That's foolproof. Nah, bro. We'll like, good luck fucking now. Give me a bench. Give me a shower. Give me a floor. Give me a fucking wall. Whatever. Baby, whatever. Just turn the lights off. Well, I'll keep them on if you. Well, wanna... I just mean if you're in a room full of people, right? Like, we well, can, yeah. Oh, I mean, people may want to watch. I don't know, Tom. What I'm saying is, the bed's not going to fucking stop shit. No, and you know what? Oh and no! Also, who cares if the bed collapses? You be just like, keep yeah, going. Who gives a shit? The mattress on the floor. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Just I don't put, need to be raised. Just put the mattress on the floor. Take it out, put it on the floor. Get it's like work. you're back in your uni days. 100%, mate. You can use the cardboard bed frame as a bit of a like curtain around your You know bed. what? Yeah. If you're exactly, if you're smart, you build that, you, you take it apart and then you build that into like a cocoon around your mattress that's on the floor. Now Look, you're fucking in privacy. Be versatile. Think on your feet. You know Which what is I mean? what now, these athletes now you, do. Now you've got a cardboard igloo that you can fucking bed women in or men. You're just betting athletes. You're betting athletes in your cardboard yeah. cocoon. You've got your mattress on the floor. And you you're got good your, to go. You've got a healthy supply of condoms. Even though they didn't hand out enough to you, you've just gone to the shop and you've bought some more. <laughs> or you brought some with you. Whatever. Condoms are available everywhere. Or you bareback it, baby. Yeah. Or you just run that gauntlet, dog. You pull out, dog. 
Nothing wrong with running the gauntlet every once in a while. Look, if you pull that game strong, and if it's sturdy, if it's where it needs to be, there's no problems there. Although Athletes, you can transfer well, disease, you, but that's all right. Disease can be transferred, but assuming that you, you're, you're nice and you're clean and you're tickety-boo, yeah. Yeah. that everyone's clean, then... Pull out and spray, baby. <laughs> it's possible, we're saying. It's possible. Um... <laughs> That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. We're not promoting unsafe sex. We're just saying that it is, and especially if you're an athlete, though, right? If you're like dialed in a me- mentally and like you've got like good control, isn't there's... that what the, isn't that what gets them through the four years of training? The thought of the the Olympic chong. I think it is. I don't dude. think it's the medal. That it's gets like them up a there. part of the Olympics. It's like let's go to the athletes' village and fucking go for it. It's minus twenty degrees. You're fucking out on the track. You're hitting the pavement. You're freezing cold. You're over. But it. everyone's like everyone's hot and jacked. But that's what I'm, I'm saying. All the training becomes worth it when you get when there. When you just go on an Olympic orgy, you know what I mean. You get there, you you compete in your event. If you win gold, then you basically you don't leave your igloo for the rest of the fucking. Well, I mean, it, the, the athletes that perform later in the in the weeks always jealous of those that fucking get, get in, it out of the get way out of the way early. I mean, but it doesn't stop them. There was that diver a couple of years ago. She got into some work the night before the event. And I think kicked her teammate out. Was like, oh, I'm gonna, that's I'm right. Gonna need, I'm going to need some time, and went on like one of the great sex runs. And her teammates like, but I got to fucking. Uh, this is my Olympics, man. Like yeah. I've got to fucking. And she went for like eight hours. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's described as a marathon sex session. Yes, remind us, Brazilian diver. Read a bit. She more. was hot as well from memory. Yeah, I think um, the people were jealous. Reports claimed Oliveria and Gonzalez had a marathon sex session, which drove a rift between her and her teammate in the synchronized diving, synchronized yeah, which diving. saw them finish dead last on the ten meter platform. Crazy. Uh, she, she said, "I took Pedro to my room, but it wasn't the day before my dive, as has been reported, or the day before his competition." Pedro. Uh, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here. I think that that other friend was just jealous, and she's the one that should have fucking should take the blame. Well, Your friend's well, getting some fucking action. You should well, be but, happy for. Yeah, it. but also, Pedro, if he's gone for eight hours, seems like he could be a generous lover. I don't. Pedro why seems are we ruling like, out a menage a trois? Why not? I mean, that's the Olympic spirit right there. Sharing is caring, and Pedro sounds like a stallion. He's he got more. Pedro could have fucking Pedro. There's a lot more of Pedro to go around <laughs> by the sounds of things. <laughs> by the sounds of things. Jesus, we aren't gonna we aren't gonna get stories like this. No, we're not. Well, well, we might, but I don't know if we will because everything's it's just all like don't fuck, like it's all such so, such so anti-sex. Mate, rhetoric. that story that's basically outside of that, and Usain Bolt winning the uh, the hundred meters, two hundred meters again. I don't really remember anything about Rio. No. So without sex at the Olympics, where are we? We're, we're nowhere, Eddie. We're, I mean? we're no. The Olympics may as well not exist. The ancients knew it. The ancients they fucked like it was going out the, of fashion. They, they performed naked. Exactly. They exactly. competed naked. Sometimes, you know, like you'd celebrate with a root, wouldn't you? Yeah. There and then. The uh, the 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 relay, the uh, the four by one hundred used to just be that you used to just grab the baton of the bloke who was. Well, there right. was no bat yet. That's to what penetrate. I mean. No, no. Well, you just <laughs> grabbed it, and then once you touched it, you were then able to go. You just had to prove that you'd grabbed it, and then you. Oh, could you had run. to grab the junk. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it wasn't actually a transfer of baton. It then became. A, a problem, I think, when they're just, you know, there were some people competing that didn't have battens that were able to, like, they weren't substantial. You needed a substantial batten. So then there were people in there that were quick but didn't have a substantial batten. They were like, we need to now m- modernise this situation. That's right. Also, you know, it was considered uh, unfair by maligning people with small battens. Correct. That's what I mean. This guy's like, I'm fast as fuck, but I got a tiny batten. Yeah. You want me in the team, yeah. but obviously it's hard for you to grab my batten. Yeah. Why do battens look phallic? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, they I, used to have knobs on them. They did, they yeah, and the balls. But they were like, "This is this is overkill. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't seem well, like it, it became, makes sense." It quickly became evident that it was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. And Let's just hollow this thing out. It was a tradition that died out, unfortunately. Yeah. And now you see the modern version that we have today. Uh, you do see, though, like I think in the uh, Olympic Museum in fucking Athens, Athens, um, the first phallic batons. <laughs> well, the original phallic baton that was used at the uh, the first modern games. Tom, yes, in, exactly. In 1896, I think. Dave, thank you. Yeah, I think that's that's when it was. (laughs) The phallic button. The phallic button where it was like, okay, this is the first time we've taken it away from just touching the dude's dick behind you Mm. and now you're going to run with a penis, basically. That's right. A baton, but it was, you know, knob and ball. Because the ancients ancients did it the proper way. Now, (laughs) I guess what we're saying, punters and dribblers, is that... Unless the athletes are given a fair and equal opportunity to get their rocks off. To Chong. I don't see this Olympic Games being particularly memorable. Now, obviously, it's been delayed already. There's not going to be any fans. Two two athletes tested positive already in the athletes. It's an absolute... more this morning. Oh, really? Oh, God. British tennis player. Bro, it's just like the place is dripping in COVID. And the Olympics, you can tell, you know, you're saying like... It's such just a business, the Olympics now. Like, it's not the spirit of the Olympics, especially when you're trying to remove fucking, but, like, the Olympic spirit has been, and the soul has been ripped out of these fucking games, specifically the ones in Tokyo, where it's like, clearly, this is not safe to go ahead, but there's so much money tied up in TV rights and shit, they're just going to do it. Well, no, but they need, no, they, I think they need to get their money back. But are they going to? Yeah, but that's in TV rights, right? You no, but I'm, saying, but I'm saying Tokyo has spent billions on fucking infrastructure. They can't, and they need to be able to get some of that money. Yes, back. exactly. But so that would, I mean, but do they make that no, much money back? The Olympics any... make the money. The Olympic no, committee but they would, have, they would have come to an agreement. The Olympics would be because they've got no fans. They'd be getting more than they usually would. Yeah, surely. you would assume. Surely, but like it's just you can't fuck. No one's going to be there. Mm. The craziest thing about everyone's it is, got COVID. Like, no one knows me. it's on. No, no. no, barely anyone knows. When it. does it start? The Olympic, the opening ceremony is on Friday. Bullshit. Yeah, this Friday. And how does that ceremony even work in an empty crowd? <laughs> they still just walk through and walk around. That's what I mean. To no one. Oh, that's a good point. It's so... They'll probably have like fucking... They might go the cardboard cutout route that we had in fucking the NRL last year. Oh, season. yeah. Just have all the fake people in the stands. You remember that? Yeah, I do. That lasted not very long at all. I tell you what, you're starting to sort of understand why like your curiosity, even Ben Simmons and shit, like where they just go, you know what? Like, nah. Novak Djokovic is going, of course. Like he took such a big old enough, I'll be able to. I don't know if I'm going to do it. You're doing it, you loser. Shut up. Shut up. Did we even talk about him winning Wimbledon? Yeah, we did. Nah. Fuck Novak. Um, What were you saying there, David? I was just going to say, it's crazy for me that Japan is like not even arguably in a worse position now this year than when the Olympics was originally meant to be held. They are worse now? Yeah. Like, oh, really? Like, yeah, so yeah. it is worse like, the now. The COVID situation's gotten worse there. Like they were okay now. It's like fucking bad. There. They just probably didn't. Like last year, it was still up in the air about like, how bad is it? Yeah. Now it's like, well, we can make these things work. That's what's crazy is when you see all these lockdowns and shit and then you go, yet they're still going to hold an Olympics in Japan and send all these people over there and there's like COVID in the village and shit. Like if there's COVID in a city, they shut it down in Australia. Like, you know, like Melbourne, right? 16 cases or whatever. Again, not anti-COVID. Uh, well, I am anti-COVID, but you know what I mean? Like they're still sending fucking athletes to go compete even when there's COVID in the fucking village. Mm. It's still going ahead. 
it's fucking oath it's going ahead. It's crazy to me. But I'll I watch mean, it. look, I watch the it's good. It's it. good lockdown viewing. Yeah, it is good lockdown viewing. And we've got a really generous timetable in terms of. I think they're only two hours behind us, Tokyo. Yeah. So like, we can fucking we can live. we can rip and tear. So like Rio, everything's at fucking two in the morning. That was ridiculous. You had to Wasn't wake up and watch fucking so Usain Bolt I'm sprint. stoked on the time scale. Thing. Yeah, time zone. Time, time zone. zone. So, I look, I don't know where we're at as a nation. I don't think there's been nearly enough promotion of our fucking gold medal hopes. I'm fucked if I know who they are. I don't know if we've got any. Swimming, I'm assuming we've got like... Kyle Chalmers, is yeah. he still a fucking He's shot? won a gold before, so he you'd did. assume he but has he to be 18, a gold so hope. have to be a fucking Some hope. chick won the, what, broke the world record in the backstroke recently. We've got a very legit 1,500, 5,000, 10,000 metre runner. Mick Sweeney, I think his name is. He's broken every fucking record under the sun. He's legit. He's a he's a hope of sorts. It'd be good to see a tr- another track medal, Tom. Yeah. They're few and far they between. They are few and far between. Surely we've got some sailors that'll clean up a couple. We always sail Surfing well. thing yeah, we nah. could do. Nah. Julian Wilson and yeah. shit. Yeah. Sally Fitzgibbon. Is yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The women. We're no, we're no chance in the men, I don't think. Uh, yeah. Doesn't look like we've got many people. Owen Wilson and Julian. Owen, Julian Wilson. Uh, uh, Owen Wright and Julian Wilson are both our representatives. I don't. See them beating fucking the Brazilians. Uh, is Toledo as well? Is that is he? Uh, I think Brazil might be Italo Ferreira and Medina. So who did I say? You said Toledo. I I, th- I don't think you got the spot. Um, and in America, I think is John John injured. I don't know if he's going. Interesting. Anyway. Anyway, we'll look, get, we'll get there. The later big on. takeaway is that they're trying to they're trying to put a fucking. Halt on the Chong, which we're not happy with here. We don't support that. Support the Chong. Pro Chong. We're pro Chong, always will be. Now, Eddie, the Wallabies. Famous, famous win on the weekend um, in what was a fucking great game of footy. Mm. Um, obviously, played it was, France. A, it was a tough game of footy. The series was close, dude. Every game came down to the wire. 100%. Every single game came down to the wire. And like it wasn't made easier by the fact that Corabetti was sent off well, in the that's, first ten yeah. minutes in the worst call I've ever seen. It was a bad call, but it's also like it's the red card was a bad call. Of course it was. But the tackle was he did still hit him in the head. So like I get it that rugby has draconian fucking really far well not, they're, they're, they're not draconian, that's like past old school, I think. Yeah, kind look of. into draconian, but well, yeah. but they're, they're they're like they're just very like they're almost too progressive. Where it's like this shouldn't be a red card. This fucks a game, and he should and be he maybe folded, a yellow. He, he folded him in half, and his head moved forward. Yeah, the French guy was a soft little bitch who played up to it. Right, he did hundred percent. He did, but I get by the letter of the law that something needed to happen, but a red card is fucking ridiculous. But so that's in the first 10, 15 minutes, and then you think, okay, game's over here. And if it was against anyone else, it probably would have been. And if the the you know the Wallabies hadn't been so fucking stoic, stoic, it should have been. The most it was the the most stoic performance I've seen out of the boys in gold since the Wales. Remember the Wales pool game at the Olympics a couple of years ago? We had thirteen men at one at the, the stage World Cup, you uh, at the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. and we just fucking. Defended our line yeah. for like twenty minutes, just deed and deed. Do you remember that? Deed. I do vaguely. I think that was a trialless game from memory. That's a very rugby union thing to happen. <laughs> but the some of the tries in the 
game on the weekend were delightful, dude. Mm. Like that, like where you're going, this is rugby. This is rugby when it's ripping and it's tearing. What, the one that the French got, down the wing, chip kick, and then back inside, back inside, and then out there. French flair. Dude, that was some French flair right there. That was fucking, uh, you know, frog. What, what do they call frogs? Escargot. That's that was snails, but yeah. Oh, it's snails. What do they call frogs? Just frogs? Yeah, yeah. Well, fuck that then. Not as cool. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was, I was fucking blown away because I was in between, I was flicking between, well, I had the trivia on. I was doing trivia and then I had the rugby on the TV. So you're sort of looking up, looking down, looking up. But it was just kind of like, it was almost hard to believe that we were still in the game after being a man down considering where we've been at recently. And we lost the game the, the week. Right? And we lost we the game lost the, the week game before. on Tuesday, right? So. Yeah, which we should have won. Well, it was, I think we hit the fucking... But it's not, like, it's not like we've been blowing them out of the water and no. then we go down a man and we should be sweet. Yes. We were, we were all odds going to lose that To lose that one. How did you see it, Dave? Well, I was watching the Storm game, but I saw oh. the last half an hour. Dude, I actually don't know how you could have... The Storm game sucked. I mean, obviously, if you're a Storm fan, it's fine. Like, you just pumped the Knights. Yeah. But, like... The Storm pump everyone. They do. Averaging, I think, 37 points a game this season. Dude, I think you actually broke the record for the most points scored in 17 games. I think, Yeah, yeah. Well, no one scored more... So, no one scored 40 points as many times as we have this season. But I think, like, across a 17-game stretch of a season, I think you guys yeah. just broke the record. Oh, yeah. For, like, like, we're being tipped to break the, like, season-long record yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fucking wild. I still don't think you're in the comp. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, as a Storm fan, and this has been for years now... When I think about our position on the table, I just measure it in comparison to first. Like, and I, cause I was like, who is even on the bottom end of the table? I don't know what any positions are. No. It's just like, we're two points off the top or we're like equal first or we're two wins off the top. Like, that's, that's how, that's how I view our. That's pretty fun. Like, I, I know that he's a gloating son of a bitch, but that is actually pretty true. If you're a Storm fan, it's like your first, second, third, like, Oh yeah, we're we're either yeah. top or one off the top or and something. Like teams you just, will have that like in season. Like Penrith fans will be like doing that this season, but like you I've been doing only that for do 10 that. Years. Yeah, yeah. Mm. so that's fun. That's nice. So the Wallabies. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, like, as a rugby league fan, I chose to watch Rugby Union on Saturday night because it was just like fuck the storm. Yeah, nights. You, but like really, unless you're a Storm supporter. You can't watch the storm fucking tail up Newcastle over the Wallabies. No. It's not really the right thing to do. And you know what? It was nice. Obviously, it was a weekend and there wasn't much on the Channel 9 programming, so they put it to the, the main channel, which was nice to see. Good to see. Moving on up. Moving on up. Time to break Nothing can stop me. Do you reckon that's I what that do you reckon that's what they're singing at fucking Moore Park dun, at the moment? Do you know that song, Dave? I know that one, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Dave yeah. didn't know Craig David for anyone that was listening to our live read at the start. We, of the I show. hope you've heard it by now. But look, good win for fucking the Wallabies, what we needed. Healthy crowd at Suncorp. I think they got thirty five thousand. Yep. Thirty seven thousand, um, something like that. Something so bad. I was also going to address Eddie. So some dribbler, we put up a post of, it was Taniella to Poe celebrating after the win. It was like, fuck, famous win. Mm. And then some dribblers were like, I can't remember what the fuck they said. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like super aggro or anything, but it was just like, oh fuck, is this a joke? Like you guys talking up rugby, like what the fuck? Did? And I'm like, bro, we are the most straight up and down. The tell you who the losers are are the ones who suck off rugby and then don't acknowledge when it's bad. I was like, yeah, dude, we celebrate the wins and acknowledge the fucking 
bad days. We acknowledge the losses. Or, you know, we, we, we're not going to sit here and fucking say everything's good. But when something is good, we absolutely are. If something's good, we'll say it's good. If something's not good, then... Then we'll say it's not good. That's... Pretty simple. That's just as straight up But I feel like we be. have to explain that every time we talk about the Wallabies. I know. Like, if that isn't known by now, then fuck, mate. You're either new or you're hopeless. Yeah. It's one or the other. But it was a famous win, and famous wins need to be celebrated. We now turn our attention to our friends over the ditch. Yep. Uh, I am... Nervous. I'm bullish on on the Wallabies after about that. it, I'm but bullish. I'm bullish. Yeah. Nervous, but bullish. Yes, nervous. You're but always bullish. nervous when you th- when you know you're a shot. Yeah, because that's because because we dare to lift the bled once more. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being nervous as long as you're bullish. If you're just nervous, then you're no chance. You're no chance. Dave, you look like you're saying something. No, no, no. Oh well, this camera's got two minutes left on it. Mm-hmm. That's okay. okay, that's fine. No, that's okay. fine. When is the blood of slow? 7th of August. That's also it. Ooh, not okay. far at all. That's not far at all. I tell you what, if you're nervous and you're also bullish, it doesn't help to sprinkle a little momentum on top, okay? We've grabbed the momentum. We've grabbed the ascendancy. Yes. I think, I think New Zealand are fucking So we've nervous. got a sprinkle of momentum, nerves, Yep. but we're also bullish. Yeah. So what, you roll that together... What do you get? No, you don't get a cornflake biscuit. No, you don't. You get a bless. You get a, <laughs> a Bledisloe Cup, Bicky. Um, I think this could be our year for the Bledisloe Cup, to be honest. I think so. 2021. I think 2021. Got it does, doesn't it? I think we haven't won it since 20, 20, 2001. 2002. Or 2002. So maybe we wait till next year to 20 years. No, 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 but this will be the 20th year yeah, if we don't if get we, it. Yeah, so I think So this we do year, need to get it this year. I wonder what odds we're also on. It'd be fucking... It'd be good. Sure. Get on them now to win the Bledisloe because we've got... What are we paying to win the Bled? Momentum, yeah. nerves, bullish. Um, the first oh shit, the okay. first game: New Zealand a dollar oh five, Australia eleven dollars. Bro, get on that. What's the line? That's value. I'm hearing value. Um, I'm hearing value. Only one market so far on this website. Okay, I'm hearing value, Tom. I'm hearing value. I think it's a value based bet here, and it's. Wallabies, game one, bled is low. We also do our best work when we're the underdog. Yeah. Wallabies head to head, $11. Eat it up. Eat it up with spoon. Get your spoons out. All right. Uh, we're going to get a few more dribbles in today because we've got a bit more time. Um, there, I don't know how many there's been, but... I, look, I think they're probably pretty lick-heavy at the start. Yeah, let's do our best to work through as many as we can because we have not got through uh, many in the last couple of weeks. I think um, we should get through all of them. Uh, we've never actually done this, but I just it's I always forget to do it. But if you're wondering how you dribble, there is a phone number in our bio on our Instagram, and you call that and you leave a voicemail. It's that easy. <laughs> it's so easy. It's so easy. We're also still selling punters and dribblers hats on the website if you are... There's some left. Some, not not many. No, no. And this, this 100% will be the last... Like, this is your last chance to get these punters and dribblers hats. They won't be done again. No, they won't. Um, they'll never be done again. They'll never be done again. So... I know we've said that before, but I'm actually... Well, we did that first at the start of the year. Then we realized that our audience was far bigger than the amount we ordered. And so we were like, well, we should be able to... It's the 2021 membership, so we should be able to... Yeah, cater to the members of 2021, but you won't like we be- ordered a shitload, but we didn't order enough. No. So we got more. 
But this is it. After this, they're gone. Never coming back. No. Never. Ever. Tom, Eddie, dear Dave. Just a quick one for you. With Tommy Turbo, obviously the Nets, god of rugby league. Surely he's in a statue. We all know that. Now, with the greatest respect to the two boys on the stack on the NRL trophy at the moment, do you think the Trovovich family should be the new NRL Premiership mm-hmm. winning trophy? Because it's pretty unheard of three brothers, three brothers, I should say, in the same team from the same family. Well, if you're just want to get your thoughts on that. Sam Walker running backwards forever. Eels Premiership's never. Cheers, boys. I think it's a fucking brilliant idea. Yeah. I'd be putting the whole family on there. Mum, Dad, and uh, The Luke. grandpa. Yeah, well, you get Luke in there. You get John. Not I can't remember Mum's name, but you put all fucking six of the turbos on that on the trophy. They can all sort of be similarly recreating the... Um, well, I think it's like a family portrait. Yeah, or they're all on the tractor on the tomato farm. Or they're at Monavale, like they're down at Monavale on the barbie. That's exactly where they are. It's, it's a, like a procession. There's a couple on the barbecue. There's some doing the, yeah, the, the buttering the, onions, the bread. Buttering some, the bread, you know, cutting the snags. And it's sort of like in a line. Yeah, but like in a nice sort of frame. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I like that. And then that's the new rugby league premiership trophy. No offense to Norman Summons, Proven Summons. Proven Summons. Um, no, no, no offense, but like. You've had your time. Times are changing, bruh. Time for a facelift. <laughs> Let's get the Turbo family onto the NRL trophy. Great dribble from you, sir. Let's move on, Dave. Tom, Eddie, Dior Dave, Tunners, and the Dribblers. I know it's a Tuesday night, boys, but um, look, me and the boys, we're trying to go for the most strangest cunt fucking places in New South Wales to have a drink at. We're currently at a very rogue place called Maple West Bowling Club. We've been in a double also a very strange place. Well, we just want to know what's the weirdest place you've had a beer at. And, um, yeah, New South Wales forever. Kura never. Yumbo's forever. And beer soon, boys. Have a good one. Look, I, I, that's an interesting question. I'd stay, I'd start with this. If the, if, Dubbo RSL is one of the weirdest places you've had to be. You've yeah. been to many RSLs. No, that's, mate. yeah, like uh, I was thinking that as well. I was like, Dubbo RSL surely is kind of like large, I would imagine. Yeah, large and full of pokies. Yeah, it's not, it wouldn't be that weird. That's like just tough. No, it's like a club, it's just like a club. Yeah. You know the club. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what weird places I've been to, to be honest. Like where it's, a, you kind of, I'd need to really think about that. But I mean, I'm sure there's somewhere weird, you know? I feel like it's all like, Overseas, where just like everywhere sells beer, dude. Japan, like a, that's where it is. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Japan, like a museum, and you're like, oh, they have beer. I might as well get a beer. Japan is a fucking freak show, and that's not saying it like in a negative sense. I loved it, but like culturally bizarre. Can there you was, buy beers in the corner stores there? Yeah, you can get beers wherever the fuck you want. Yeah, but like that's always the best part of bar. But you go you to like go to the fucking yeah. you go to these like clubs, like they're like clubs or bars, and it's like. There was like a robot cafe. Uh, yeah, I did that. That's probably the weirdest place I've ever had. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck is this robot cafe? And I guess sure, I'll check it out. Or like, um, and just robots in there. Yeah, dude, I went to an owl cafe mm. where there's just owls in there. Yeah, I had the hedgehog like, one. That was what yeah, was in my head. But hinge. like, legit, like just fucking amazing. The owls are all just sitting there, like owls everywhere, everywhere, dude. But they're not in cages, dude. They're just like perching everywhere. It's actually fucking intense. But yeah, I had, I'm pretty sure I had a beer there with the owls. Okay. Well, I don't have anything interesting like that. No. Unfortunately. Anyway, and, I mean, you're not going to find that at the double RSL. 
no, get to don't. a real weird place. No, anyway, they're going to have to go way harder than that to find a weird place for a fucking beer. WRSL, Jesus Christ. No. Get weirder. Yep. Hey, boys. Sunshine Dribbler here. Just working away at the moment up at uh, Coffs. Beautiful Tuesday night. So we met a mate go and watch the rugby. You know, nothing screams Australian rugby more than uh, Tuesday night at the moment. So sad times indeed. But, uh, you know, we had to inform that the, the pub that the, the rugby was on. So that was a good start. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh we ended up getting it on on a small TV in the corner with no sound, but you know that's fine. Put up with it. Manager comes over. And says, oh, you know, well, love you, Don. You were shocked with it as well. Um, and then uh, said, oh, we probably won't see out the game. Where just given that we're Australian rugby fans, are like, yeah, I don't know, it's a shocking, you know, shocking time at the moment. Sad state of the game. Says, oh no, no, like. We, we literally won't see out the game. We're going to close the pub at half time. Please, <laughs> so yeah, cop that. So yeah, like that was awesome. Good, good times. Australian rugby Tuesday nights. Uh, yeah, sad times indeed. But uh, I don't know what's worse: the fact that there was no one there to see my nice R M Williams on, had the tag out and everything. But you know, what do you do? Anyway, boys, you probably won't play this because there's heaps more interesting things on than, you know... Surprisingly, we will. Yeah, boys. No, we will play that dribble, and we have, and now you're listening to it. But the pub closing at 9 o'clock when the Wallabies is on seems very fucking un-Australian to me. It's fucking disgraceful, to be honest. Um, But, you know, Tuesday night... Not that late. Not that late. No, but maybe... Where were they doing it? Where were they? What, uh, the Wallabies game? Or? No, no, no. Where was that? I think they were in Coffs. Coffs. Yeah. You know, if there's not really anyone out and you're like you're losing money paying staff to be around while these three dickheads watch the footy, I would say... That's part... If you're going to open a pub... Sa- yeah. I agree. I'd say send everyone home and if you're the manager, you just sit around and watch the game. And have a couple of scoops yourself. Close it. Basically, close the pub, but allow the guys to sit here and have a couple of drinks and watch the footy. I hate that when that happens. The uh, South Bondi RSL, which is actually called like the Icebergs Club or something, but we just call it the Ari. They were they were closed at like eight thirty on a Saturday night once because there wasn't anyone there, and I was just like, we were there watching the footy, fucking sinking. They're like, no, sorry guys, closing up. Or maybe it was ten, but no, I'm pretty sure it was nine. No, 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 nine. No, it was nine o'clock. It was nine o'clock. No kicking everyone out, but like kicking people out. I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? Madness. Anyway, sheer madness. Sheer madness. Let's move on. Look, I just little had my little dribble before. Just uh, drinking a couple of blokes here. I just wanted to say, Ben Hunt celebrating his fucking tries like he's won the series is one of the biggest fucking beta magoo shits I've ever seen in my life. Queensland don't get origin, you know. Blues forever. Queensland never. Ba-da-da-da-da. Ba-da-da-da-da. Look, I get where he's coming from, but I would say that every Origin game played on its merits, and if you're Queensland and avoiding a sweep, you'd be celebrating. But I get, but I get what, what you you're mean. saying. Now, this actually reminds me, and I forgot to post it. Um, some dribbler got some dribbler got uh, the state of New South Wales tattooed on his ass, mm. and then in it, he was get, he got the the Badada Dada song. 
but he's such a dumb New South Wales dribbler that he got the lyrics wrong. So on his ass, he's got the state, and then New South Wales, you're the blues, Queensland, you're going to lose. <laughs> As opposed to New South Wales, we're the blues, Queensland, you're going to lose. Um, Almost implies like he's not from New South Wales. Correct, he's, right? he's singing it from South Australia. Yeah, uh, but he is apparent. like, well, he's, I think, like the biggest New South Wales fan ever. His Instagram, I think he's like New South Wales Blues Brothers or something. He's got an entire Instagram dedicated to the blues and he can't even get their fucking song right. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. And what's crazier than that is that the lyrics are available online if you can't hear, if you're hard of hearing. Yes. You could read them. The only positive I think that he has is that he could fill in the uh, the state and just sort of like ink over the state and then he's just got a state of New South Wales tattoo on his ass. Tell you what, it looked gross. Like the skin. Oh, did it? What a surprise. Also to that bloke who got a tattoo of Hello Sport on him. Reach out. Yeah. Jake, I think his name was. Look. He's gone quiet, disappeared off the face of the earth, stopped interacting with us. If we were hoodwinked, then fair play to you. Yes. But I'd like to know if I was hoodwinked. Don't pretend like you don't listen to us anymore, unless you've, like, fucking, you know, gone and lived in the bush and now you don't have access to the internet, in which case this will fall on deaf ears. But I think you're still around, bro. Reach out. Were we hoodwinked? This also proves that we've got to start. We've got to like build a fucking, and this might even, we might even give this to you, Dave, but we've got to build a fucking list of our baggy green members because I don't remember them all. Because it's a, like we need to get like a headshot and uh, like a photo of them in their baggy green and sort of like put it into some sort of digital hall of fame. Yeah, we could put it on the website. Yeah, that's exactly where we put it. It's exactly where we put and it. And why they got it. Yeah. And you'll notice that. As the list has grown, it's been harder to get them. Yeah. We were basically handing them out at the start. But I also respect that because it means you were listening early. So in some ways... You earned it more. Yep. (laughs) Here they come. Mm -hmm. Here they come. Talk about the ultimate bed shit. I mean, you just don't get origin. You really don't. I mean, we put it on a platter for you clowns. You could have swept us in our own state all three games, but you fucking couldn't put it together. Instead, Tommy played like shit. The trail barely got the ball because your fucking halves suck. And uh, and we win. So, unfortunately, yeah, you won the series. But you fucking losers just can't finish things. Anyways, Queensland forever. Blues never. See you, boys. Take your licks. Take them on the chin. Take your licks and you move on. I'll keep it short, boys. Fuck Tommy, Turbo, whatever you call him, Trebojevic. I'm here with the real 14th Immortal. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah, I can't work that out. He's come up with another. Did it tickle he's me. Got, he's got another drivel, 40 seconds, another one. Tom, Eddie, big fan of the potty. Just wanted to say congratulations to Turncate. Turncoat Dior for his big win tonight. Um, just wanted to give a little bit of a suggestion for next year. If you uh, deep dive into the, the Blues archives and maybe bring back uh, Jamie Soward, I reckon he's going to give you a little bit of oomph that you needed, particularly with Nathan Cleary, most likely rubbed out for next year. Friend of the podcast. Yeah, for friend of the podcast. And, um, you know, just ask us. He's the fastest man over 40. And with that sort of disgusting kicking style, you, you, you've got a bag of points in that. Anyways, beers soon, boys. And lockdowns forever. So, yeah. Thank you. I disagree. Yeah. Head on we go. Yeah, I think, look, just, you know, that was a lick. I think we take that as a lick. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think that was constructive feedback. No. Queenslander. Hey, lads. Just had to get my uh, my licks in where I can. Tank, what a dribbler here. Just, uh, yeah, great win by Queensland tonight. But, um, yeah, shit our series uh, from our point of view. Just a question. Uh, how shit is it lifting this shield up after losing a match? Whether Queensland, New South Wales. Uh, just want to hear your thoughts on this. You know, personally, I think once you win it, if you win the first two, lift the shield up, celebrate that win there. Doing it after the third game, if he's lost it, just doesn't seem to have the same meaning to it. But, yeah, just want to get your thoughts there, guys. Cheerio. See you soon. 100% agree. I would say this is such an easy fix. Like, moving forward, they always seem to have the first game on neutral territory, so you can't win it there. So if you win the series at home in game two, you lift the shield there. If you win in Queensland, but your third game is back home, then you lift. You basically lift the shield in front of your own people. Dude, I think you just lift it twice if you have to. Isn't yeah, like sure. if you you just you should lift it when you win it, so that the emotion in the is, is like raw and real, and then the players who actually win it fucking are there for it, a la Cleary and Luai. Then you can if you, then the third game lift it again. Like fucking even if you like if you lose, you lift it again. If you win, like who gives a shit? But like. Why the fuck couldn't you just lift it after game two oh, when the series make, is won? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. It seems silly. It seems fucking ridiculous. Tom, Eddie, Dave, it's a fine young man from the Buna here. Look, <laughs> we didn't get the win tonight. Would have really liked to get, get the brooms out and just start sweeping those Queenslanders. But look, we'll take the series win. We'll learn from it. We'll move on. Next year's another year. Um, don't think Mitch Moses was the sole reason we lost. Um, I do think Reynolds and Walker would have got the job done, but anyway, that's another topic. But the boys and I have kind of uncovered a little bit of a curse here, um, and that being Parramatta plus Tiger players. So if you played for Parramatta and you played for the Tigers, you're cursed. We've got Mitch Moses this year, Nathan Brown last year, and the man who started the whole streak, Brett Hodgson, with the intercept pass he threw, Tigers Parramatta. So... I think moving forward, we should just let New South Wales know they've played for Tigers and they've played for Parramatta. Just don't pick them. They're damaged property. Don't pick them. Leave them out. And then the rest will be history. We'll win every game. So it's simple. Hopefully that can happen. And uh, be soon, boys. Look, I, I need to dig a little deeper, but it's early signs that, that's a, that he might be onto something. Well, I think the fine young man has just pointed out that uh, damaged goods no longer good for sale. Correct. Like if they're damaged, you know what I mean. You're not going to buy. You're not going to buy a laptop with a fucking smash screen. No, even or, if it's or, or I'm missing a keyboard. No, you can't use you it. You can't use it. So, look, we're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to get the fucking the Dioring hats on. Get the quant models out and start to look at Tigers slash Parramatta players and see how they've fared. Just I've got a man for the job, Rain Man. Rain Man. He's the one to do it. Uh, Thank God. Go I thought you were going to say I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't be very good at it. No, no you, your dioring so. ability is actually yeah. not what Rain Man's is. <laughs> Rain Man, actually, the king of Dior. Yeah, he we is. just call you Dior because it sounds good. Because yep. your name's Dave. Yeah, alliteration. Do you get it? I, I think I get it. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Tom, Eddie, Dave, punters, dribblers, a combo dribbler here with my two cents, ready to pop it in to the Hello Sport vending machine. Now, look, boys, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going to keep it quick. I'm reflecting on New South Wales' unfortunate loss to the Maroon Dogs. 
and one thing comes to mind, combos. We missed out on the combos. You know, we missed out on a real Cleary Luai combo. Heck, we couldn't even, we could have done with a, yeah. a, a Walker Reynolds combo to get us across the line. You know, a real solid meal deal. Instead, we got stuck with Wyden and, and Moses. Now, look, I don't have anything against those boys, but they're a bit oil and water. They're a little bit meat pie and any other sauce that's not tomato. Now, my question for you boys and the thoughts that I want to get from you is did Uncle Freddie get the wrong combo from the New South Wales drive through tonight? Don't get me wrong. Love Freddie, love the boys. Big lift. But I just want to get your thoughts. New South Wales forever, Queensland never. Um, you could make the argument. You could make the argument. And I remember when we, were, when we were watching the game with Kempi, he was even saying that it, was, it probably took about 50 minutes for their combination to click. Yeah. And I think that given if it was, it was a fucking standalone game for the new halves, it was the opportunity to sweep. It took them 55 minutes to click. Maybe with the pair of hindsight, it would have been better to get a different combo from the drive-through. But ultimately, like fucking, you could argue it wasn't that, the halves' fault. No, um, it wasn't. But I think he's arguing that two individual items don't make it the meal. That's correct. Yeah, it, it, it's it's hard to ignore that. Mm. Um, so twenty eighteen, um, that series, New South Wales had Maloney and Cleary in the halves. Won that mm. series. Twenty nineteen, they only one game they had Maloney and Cleary. That game they won thirty eight six. And then in twenty fourteen, I think it was. The other series win was Reynolds and Hodkinson, who were yeah. halves of the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It seemed like it might be a good fucking idea. Um, but I am also happy that for Mitch Moses to at least just have a bit of a run, like get an idea. He did set up that try for um, Coruscant with a good kick, like it was sort of eyes up footy play. Yeah, it was. That was good uh, kept us in the game again. Good that's kick. what I mean. And White scored a try. Like we we we're, were in the game as well because of those fucking players. So it wasn't. You can't put it all on them. It's pretty crazy to do that. Um, let's move on. Boys, Andy Dribbler here, a bit of a hiatus. Um, back. Welcome back. Look, I'm driving to work at 7 o'clock after Origin, bounced out of the fuck, and I'm drinking a full strength vanilla Coke for breakfast. I want to know is that a crime? My teeth. I don't feel so good, though. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's a good breathy after quite after last time. So yeah, I want to get thoughts on that. And uh where's Streety? Get him on. Hashtag street talk, make it uh, is a full-strength vanilla Coke appropriate? Look, I mean, sometimes a vanilla Coke can hit the spot. I remember my first vanilla Coke, do you? I don't remember the first one, but I remember being like, oh, shit, this, like, it's probably the only, like, change to a an original that I've really liked. I remember I got it from the, uh, the Dubbo Indoor Sports Centre. They also did a fucking fantastic potato scallop there. Might have paired the two. Mm. And I was blown away yeah. at how vanilla-y it was. Yeah, I think I think from memory, the, like the memory I have of when I had it was at the Barrel Tennis Club, paired with the Killer Python after a hard day's tennis. Yeah, perfect. Um, and you're like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, game changer. Game changer. Like, this has got everything I love about Coke, but some vanilla in it. <laughs> and I like vanilla. 
Vanilla's delightful. I probably I haven't had a vanilla Coke in a hot minute. No, neither I, have I. I had one on Friday, I think, with an Aporto's order. Nice. Aporto's near me has vanilla Coke, so it's always that's a nice. that's a good call. That yeah. is a good call. Uh, plenty of ice, obviously. Poured over ice, or do you go straight out of the bottle? If it's a cold bottle, can, I go bottle, straight out. Nah, really. but I don't like bottle. I can, I can do it, but not the the bottles. Don't seem to retain enough coolness for me. Okay. All right. Look, I mean, I don't know. I don't really... Mm. I don't drink a lot of soft drink, to be honest. And that's not to say that I'm some health whiz. I love... No, I do if I'm bounced. That's the only time. Yeah, but I just don't drink a lot of soft drink. Um, but, you know, I mean, I could get around a vanilla Coke, sure. Mm. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Good stuff. Uh, is it play on when you bounce? Yep, it is. Sure. Sure. Hashtag get streety on. We will do a podcast this streety soon. And Jarge. Mm-hmm. Tom, Ed, Dior... The bunker dribbler here, kicking stones this morning. I'm in the, living in the Apple Isle. No one around me last night to watch the game. Shattering. Should have won. But anyway, three games in New South Wales next year. Cameron Murray should have got, I believe, man of the series. He's a workhorse, good looking, and he fucking has a go. My little complaint is, played league most of my life. All of a sudden, last 18 months, leaving the fuel cap off the car all the time. Work car, wife's car, rent a car, my car. Did it yesterday. What the Head fuck is this guy soon, talking about? Not sure. Big shout out to Sack in the Territory. His 40th couple of weeks ago. He loves you guys. I love you guys as well. Talk soon. Rabbit's 13 plus. See you soon. I think he was saying that he played rugby league most of his life. I'm assuming he's taken a couple of knocks, and now he's forgetting to put the fuel cap on all these cars. Yeah, that's what I heard. I didn't make the connection there, but that must be it. That must. What else yeah, would it be? Yeah, not, otherwise, the two are completely unrelated. Or he also has just taken too many knocks and forgot where he was in the sentence and started something new. Either way, it might be a knock-based drill. Uh, yeah. Look, shout out to you, sir. Thank you. And to your mate whose 40th it was, thank you very much. Um... But I don't know. I didn't follow it personally. You need to get a car where the fuel cap is like hangs, hangs, yeah. Because mm. so then you don't drive off and it falls off the fucking roof or whatever. Well, I mean, it's just that's fucking annoying having to put the fuel. I cap thought somewhere. the fuel caps were all attached. To be honest, nah, clearly I like, not. I feel like nowadays they would be. Yeah, but he's cars. like rental cars and shitty reckons if fuel caps not right. Or is he just driving off with it dangling? He doesn't might be that as well. I don't know. He needs to sort it out, though. He, he does. To, he needs to get it together. I, we can't help you. Write it on your wrist on some strap. Yeah, dude, there. right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fuel cap can't. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, there you go. Problem solved. Let's move on. G'day, Tom and Eddie. Uh, don't know how you're going to the next old turncoat, turncoat uh, David boy there. Anyway, just listening to the Dribbler Hotline, uh, not the Hotline, the podcast, and I was thinking... When we got to the Pepsi debate, yes, Coke is superior. However, I think Eddie prefers the Pepsi Max because, as he said, you can only get it at KSC. They don't sell Coke. If there was Coke, he, me, and all the other punters and dribbles, we would probably get Coke. However, the Pepsi Max, it is sugar-free. There's no guilt when you're devouring a Zinger box after being bouncing yourself out on a weekend. And do we also think there may be a correlation between how much you love the sugar in Pepsi, Tom, and you being sick all the time? <laughs> Just a question I would pose to you. Love your work, boys. 
Well, I, Tom wasn't reared on tank water. I simple. wasn't reared on. T- well, look, I was a Southern Highlands child. You know, it was it was sort of. But that would have been fucking bougie bottled stuff, mate. Oh, look, I'm a tap water connoisseur. I love tap water. I prefer tap water. Yeah, you do now, but you were no, reared no, on bottled I've stuff. I've always preferred the tap water. I'm not. I haven't been reared on San Pellegrino. <laughs> Sparkling, <laughs> exclusive. Yeah. I'm a tap water operator from the main streets of Barrel. Yeah, you know what I mean. Beat as fuck. Cold, Man. at least. Yeah. I'll give you cold. The cold streets of Barrel um, and, you know, nothing but the, the harshest of Barrel tap waters for me. <laughs> I'm also not always sick, touch wood. You're just sick more than everyone else. I just got you, fucking... You, out, of, out, of, out of the podcast, three of us, you are sick the... By far the most. Oh, and maybe that fucking correlates with the fact that I have an 18-month-old child. It was the case before that. It's always been the case. Bullshit it has. Out of you and me, who gets sick more in the last fucking 10 years? <laughs> Probably me. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I mean, only one of us has had shingles and a handful now. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. Yeah, okay. Um, I hope we've answered your question. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hi, Tom and Eddie, uh, D or Dave. It's the Murd Dribble here calling hey, in um, for the Great Republic um, of Austin, Texas. Uh, just a quick uh, quick one today, just the brushes with lame. Um, happened a, a few months ago now, just it was so lame I forgot to ring in. But me and uh, fellow Texas dribbler, uh, jock, wider rugby league wingers, Jam uh, Merriman, um, we actually hung out with, a professional basketball player who's currently playing or did play in the second division Spanish league, the LEB Oro League, um, by the name of Stephen Spieth. Um, happens to be the younger brother of uh, Big Jordan. Um, anyway, it was uh, pretty regular, pretty lame. So if I'd pass that on, um, he's not a bad bloke. So it might uh, help some punters gamble on Jordan. Uh, and then the last thing was um, was how is lockdown going, and where the hell are our Hello Sport tracksuits? Cheers, Bardo Train Station Fondle soon. <laughs> Take it easy. What did he say? Bardo Train. Remember he said that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fondle. Yeah, the yeah. Fondle. That's right. <laughs> um, well, firstly, the trackies. Uh, it was a pre-sale, so they're uh, they're in production. Um, coming hey, again, we explained that we didn't know how big or small the punter and the dribbler were. It was it was a necessary step that needed to be made. But they are in production. They shouldn't be too much longer. The hats have been shipped. They have been shipped. They'll be here in eight days. Yes. And then from there, they will go out immediately. We have plans in place. Production line has been ironed assembled. out. It's assembled. Dior will be, he'll be fucking parachuted in yep. if it, He's a work thing. I think it's okay. Well, yeah, it is. As long as he... Only if he wants to. And we're going to rip and we're going to yarn. We're going to fucking... We're going to pack. But I will say this. If you got the dribbler pack, then you won't be... You'll be getting that as a pack. You know what I mean? Because that's the hat, Stubby Cooler, and the and the, the, the trackies. We won't send the hat first. Do you know what I'm saying? No. So you'll get that all in one pack. We're not sending you multiple things. It's like one thing. So you will have to wait. Uh, only a pinch longer. Only a pinch longer. Um... 
in terms of the brushes with lame, for those of you that don't know, because, I mean, you know, our audience is sort of exploded to heights that no one sort of even in the world can really compare to. Um, brushes with lame, if you're new to the show, is essentially what the Murr Dribbler just uh, regaled us with there, which is just super lame encounters with peripherally famous people. Um, that when that blew up was when Steph was in labour and I think we must have just posted a Brushes with Lame uh, on our Instagram, like someone's story of just their lame encounter with fucking whoever and then put it on our story and tagged it. And then I was, Steph's labour was like fucking 40 hours. So it was, I had a shitload of time on my hands in between massaging her and contractions. Um, and I remember laying on the floor of the hospital bed as she's like fucking in and out of sleep, just trying to like, calm her down before uh like you know evie was born the next day and i'd had no sleep but we were just getting pumped we were getting sent in so many fucking brushes with lame and they were all fucking hilarious and i was like i just got to get these things up so i'm laying on the floor of the hospital just like screenshotting people's fucking things and tagging them but so if you go to our instagram you can see it in like one of the saved things brushes with lame like there's some fucking funny ones in there send some more in if you've got them Happy to get the brushes with lame train going again. 100%. What a train to get going. Yeah. Jordan Spieth's brother, second div Spanish basketball. Love it. Love it. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. G'day, Tom, Eddie, Dior, Dave. Happy birthday, mate. Um, just got me thinking that on. With Dior's new promotion, I was thinking maybe he could get out to um, a couple of local footy matches, maybe some... Um, Junior matches under sixes, under sevens, and brought up a few um, couple couple match reports. I reckon that'd be pretty good content. Um, yeah, sorry, that was the radio. I'm just driving a truck at the moment. Um, anyway, here soon. Shout out to uh, the great twin towns of Harden Murrumburra. Bye bye. I think that sounds like a terrific idea. I love that idea, Dave. Reporting on under six, under sixes matches. What do you think about that, Dave? I think it's a great idea. I okay, good. So we've got Bayern. They don't get enough publicity. So no, they be don't. happy to bring now, the dribbler's attention. Currently, to obviously, going to be difficult with the restrictions. They will lift. They will lift. And then, Dave, you'll just need to get team lists and get out there and just report on who's doing what. And we're like a funny reporting outfit, like yeah. like a 1960s sort of fucking <laughs> yeah, setup. thing. Like a, one, Tweed of the, jacket, one of those hats hat. with a, like a, no, you need a, a notepad and a pencil. Yes, yeah, exactly. you need a fedora. Yeah. You need yeah, a fedora. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And put on that weird voice. What they're like? Uh, hey, it's Chuck fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. Hi, Hi, welcome. Man. Yeah, I had a report on that. Hey, it's DRD, and I'm here to. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know the voice. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Good dribble. Thomas, Edward, Dirty Dave, Happy Birthday, Dior. Just want to put it out there, you know, that uh, the nut truckers don't get enough credit. The nut truckers don't get enough credit. For what they do, I don't think. You know, they truck that much nut, and uh, they just don't get the credit for it. Anyway, you soon, boys. Doggy (laughs) thirteen plus. You look, you're absolutely fucking spot on. That's probably the most articulate dribble we've ever had. Yeah, nut truckers don't get the uh, credit they deserve. Those nut truckers, they just don't get the credit they deserve. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. That's why we've tried to shine a light on the trucker of nut in this country. Um, what was the name of that guy? 
Can we start him again? Because it's one of those ones that I wouldn't mind just turning into like a quote. (laughs) You know what I mean? Can we just play Thomas, Edward, Dirty Dave, happy birthday to you all. Just want to put it out there. I don't think you can. You know, that the nut truckers don't get enough credit. Is that his missus in the background? The nut truckers don't get enough credit for what they do, I don't think. You know, they truck that much nut and, uh, I just don't get the credit for it. <laughs> anyway, you soon, boys. Yeah, that's Doggy going on a shirt. Turn, that's going on a shirt. <laughs> He's the nut chuck dribbler. The nut chuck dribbler. Please save that star it, yeah. and Hall just of fame. make sure that I can get it. Straight to the half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, boys. It's the regretful, reckless dribbler here. Um, up Manly just beat the Dirty Dragons, DMC. Um, but i got a problem. I, uh, I told my missus, that, that we're good. She made me swear on Tommy's hamstring, actually, and I said, we're good. Uh, come today, we're broken up. So, fuck. I may have fucked up on that regard. Um, are there any prayers I can make to St. Peter Volandis? Potentially the devil, I'm willing to, to negate this silly, silly, silly decision I've made. Uh, cheers. Up manly, 30 plus. See you soon. Mrs. is never. Up the voice. I think she might have broken up with him on stupidity alone. Get, did this bloke break up? Did he fuck up and cheat on his missus and then she goes swear on something and he swore on Tommy's... Swore on Tommy's hamstring. That he wasn't lying? I don't, Is that nah, what happened? Nah. I think you're saying she was like, are we all right? And then he was swearing on the hamstring that they were all good as a couple okay. and then they broke up. Mm. Now, the only thing I can see is if he gets down to fucking Wollongong to the Plaka St. Peter Volandis and says, you know, 10 Hail Peters and then maybe we're good. Well, I think so. The other thing I would argue, Tom, is that it's not his hamstring, it's mine. Well, he does have two. But I think we might get away on a technicality. We might get away on a technicality from the, uh, from the uh, superstition board. I think, I think you could make a case. If we get a really good barrister in there, I think you could make a... Who's the, who's the main barrister they all use for like NRL judiciary and shit? We might get him if we go... You know, to the board of arbitration for superstitions. Yes, which and is a board, and it does exist. It does exist, obviously. but it's not going to. It's not. Gonna well, we've got Izzy Carey, Lord of the Stars. Fuck of course. that. What are we talking about? I mean, no, we do. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it would hurt Tom for that dribbler who's played a fucking shocker to get down to Mecca, get on his hands and knees, and pray to the big fella. He has it's, to. It's not going to hurt. He has to. It's not going to hurt. It's. It, I tell you what. Having the rugby league gods on side is not going to hurt. Listen, you're going to call up and you're going to tell us that you've done something like that. You get in your fucking car, lock down or whatever, and you get down to Wollongong and you go and you fucking, you atone. Must atone. You must atone. And call Isaac. We're not paying for the fucking legal fees this time you are. No. Uh, let's move on. That guy's an idiot. Was it Nick Gabar? Jabar that you Yeah, Nick Gabar. That yeah, is what I was saying. But we have Lloyd of the Stars. Yeah. So. Three things. Parramatta running the score up on a bottom four side. Nothing exciting. Josh Schuster, son of former All Black, being one of the better players in the NRL, just completely cucks Rubber Union from over the league. And three, Louis Eustazen is the greatest golfer of all time. Thanks. Well, Louis didn't win, so I'd be taking that back. Colin Morikawa, who, you know what? He's been in and around. Colin has been up there and thereabouts for the last fucking four months-ish. Well, he won the PGA last year. He's won the fucking Open this year on debut. He's ripping and tearing. Yeah. Um, in terms of the greatest golfer of all time, I think that Tiger Woods would have a little something to say about yeah, that. Yeah, he might. But, and so would Jack Nicholas. But, you know, 
That is, it is what it is. Louis Oost of one major fame, certainly not. Louis Oost of fucking there when the whips are cracking before shit in the bed in the last two. Well, he doesn't know how to crack a whip. Events. No, he doesn't. He can't crack a whip. No, not to save his life. Too, uh, he looks a bit too weak to get that. He doesn't have the wrist the action. Wrist movement, it's no. all in the wrist. Yep. Shit wrists. Mm-hmm. Punches. And the dribblers. Boys, I just wanted to make sure that you heard that Greg of uh, Brandy Alexander fame said that Homoli Olakawatu was going to be in the New South Wales squad for Game 3. He is the best back rower in the game. He is what David Fafita wishes he was. And Viliami Kokau could not Wrecked. lick his boots. Beers soon. Beers. Um, yeah, look, we have we have spoken about that. He's he is the best back row in the game. Sorry. No step butts. Tom, Eddie, Double D. It's the eavesdropping dribbler. I've just seen the worst red card in the history of rugby union in the Wallabies game. I've subsequently switched off the game. I have no faith in rugby anymore. Rugby is dead. I've made my opinions pretty clear in the article I wrote. This is just another level. It's horseshit. How can they expect anyone to watch this game when the rules are so ridiculous? He's got another dribble, 30 seconds, which... Looks like it came after the game finished, so All right. can see if he changed his mind. Tom, Eddie, Double D, eavesdropping dribbler here. I spoke too soon. Rugby's back. <laughs> We're back. Unbelievable performance. Fucking fighting back. One man down. We're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna win the bledders low. I'm saying it now. We're gonna win the bledders low. Fucking beer soon, blood is low soon, wallabies forever. Sweet. That was good. Glad we listened to that. He atoned. That he is atoned. the most typically rugby Australia dribble ever. It's exactly what we went through just yeah. like mere moments ago. Perfect. Perfect. G'day, boys. It's uh, Tommy P, the panel dribble E. How are you going? Just uh, watching. You guys, you guys are talking about omens on a regular basis, and we've just had a pretty solid one here tonight. I'm just wondering whether or not I should be betting on the Maggies against uh, Carlton tonight, and uh, whether or not I should be betting against or with fucking Western Suburbs Magpies, the old uh, West Tigers against the Broncos at the moment, because we just had a fucking Magpie fly into the pub here at Farmer's Home Hotel in Wagga, and I'm telling you right now, mate, if that isn't a fucking omen, don't know what is. It is seven... Fuck, what's the time? Six o'clock, mate. Those cunts should be fucking roosters. That is exactly Sleeping. what an omen One is. of them just flew into the fucking pub. That's an omen. What does that really mean? It's an that omen. is my real question for you, Tommy, Ed, and uh, Dick and Dior. Look. Well, beers always, and uh, fucking... I don't know about Manly, but I don't really hate him. But, uh, yeah, 
Hope you don't fucking win. Cheers. Given that you are in the state of New South Wales, the omen obviously lending itself to rugby league football because that's what we play up here as opposed to down in Victoria. Yes. If you owned a Victorian pub, that would be for Collingwood Magpies, mm. but because you don't, it's specifically an omen for Western Suburbs Magpies, now the West Tigers, who did win 13+. plus. Can't ignore the omens. You cannot ignore them. No, you can't. That's, a, that's an omen. He's got to know what to do with them. Yep. Tom, Eddie... Whatever the fuck that other little cunt's name is. Uh, how the bloody hell are you, boys? Uh, it's the Crying Tiger here. A long time no speak. Uh, coming to you live after the West Tigers dusted up the Broncos in a phenomenal Adam Dewey slash Dane Laurie performance. Uh, and that, got, uh, that win, you know, that got me thinking about hog. Uh, you know, horse meat, essentially, and those two players associated. And, and what I do with it when the Tigers are going well. So the last time I called in, it was when the Tigers beat the Panthers at Leichhardt. And I was a fucking rock. I was a rock, you know, I, you know, I was rock hard given that standing out at half time. Uh, it essentially made me uh, weak at the knees. I uh, haven't been hard until today. Uh, so it got me thinking about a largely debated topic, which I thought you guys could help me out with. Um, sexual intercourse or own grip? Now, I deliberated with the jury for about 30 seconds on the matter and came back with one definitive answer, and that is own grip. Own grip all the time. Mate, fucking, don't let anyone tell you, mate, that they're too good for own grip. You know, if you'd offered me a permanent route and a chainsaw to the right hand, mate, I'd keep the hand. You know, anything to watch fucking Adam Dewey and Dane Laurie just, just carve up out there and get me hog out and just have a great old time. You know, don't be ashamed, mate. Mate, if you're, if you're fucking flogging it right now, get to Leichhardt, get on the hill and complete. Um, you know, anyway, boys, I, I fucking love what you do. I love the West Tigers. I love that Dewey, you know, and I love Own Grip. And I don't care who fucking knows it, mate. Crying Tiger. See you later. Jesus Christ. The Own Grip. Well, look. Look, Crying Tiger, but Own Grip dribbler. Yeah, the Own Grip dribbler. Also, you reap what you sow. You know what I mean? Mm. That's just... That's the chickens coming home to fucking roost or whatever it is. Yeah. Because, you know, if you spill enough sexual rhetoric, it's bound to come flooding back. He just basically see. just jerks himself off right all the time. Like that's, and he's not getting many roots. So I assume that's that's like what someone. Who well, he's not him. getting any roots because that's what, he's, he's a Tigers fan. Well, because he said he's picking his hand over a root. Yeah, but also I'm saying that's exactly what someone who doesn't have roots offered to them would say. That's exactly great. Well, yeah, it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You're right. own grip, own grip. Well, that's all you've got. So yeah, sure. But. That was a fun dribble. It he was. was he was up and about. It was. Hap- I'm just happy to see the crying tiger happy. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Let's it. go. Let's rip. All right, last one. Last one. Beautiful. Thomas, Edward, David, Ken from Kensington here. Been chopping some wood down with the Chaparoos ahead of their wood chopping world championships, and I'll give you the hot tip. I'm paying about a dollar and one to be chopping some lumber of my own this weekend down at the bathhouse. COVID schmovid, boys. There's going to be a bit of human pottery going on. Real Patrick Swayze of ghost fame kind of vibrations. Oh, yes. How delectable. Oh, and David, whilst you're still firmly on my radar, I think it's time for a bit of market segmentation. So I'd like to call out North Shore's sexiest tradie, Alexander Ironside. Better bring your plunger down to Kensington Sugar. My pipes, my pipes are clogging. Ken from Kensington. 
What the fuck, dude? I just, I was imagining like where he is sitting in his house doing this dribble and like his missus walking into the bedroom and like, what are you doing, bro? Like, I love dribblers. Like, you know, the missus always in the background like, what are you doing? Who are you calling? What are you doing? Like, walking in on Ken from Kensington doing that dribble would be fucking hilarious. That sounds like fucking, he wants hindsight to walk in on him. Jesus Yeah, Christ. well, maybe he doesn't have a missus, to be honest. It could also just be his, his partner. Um, but yeah, you get Einside. Shout out to Einside as well. I just saw him put up a post because obviously he's a, he's a baggy green member, but doing it tough in the lockdowns. If you need a plumber, North Shore, Alex Einside, Einside Plumbing, do your own research. I'm sure there's plenty of people that would like a shout out, but I just saw that one from Einside yesterday. Good stuff. Um, Good show. That's us. Good app. Thanks, Ken from Kensington, you fucking weird bastard. What time did he send that through? Does he just know when to send them through so that they're like. That was 5 a.m. this morning. Good lord, that is. Ken. Ken usually gets the last word. That's as well. what I mean. He's like smart, smart from Ken from Kensington. But I mean, you know, if you want to get up at five AM and send a dribble in, be my guest. Uh, all right, thanks to all our sponsors as always. Um, as you said, hats still available. Trackies on route. Uh, I think that's it. Bye bye. Could you two just not talk anymore?